You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, it's your host, Lurk. We at Lamgoat just want to thank you for checking out the Van Flip podcast. And if you're listening to us on a platform that you can rate and review us, we would greatly appreciate it if you did so. It helps us out a lot. Not only can you visit us at lamgoat.com, but feel free to follow us on social media at lamgoat on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out our Facebook page as well. And if you already didn't know, you can check out all these podcasts in video format on our YouTube channel, as well as other content. And speaking of other content, Lamgoat would like to introduce the Van Flip Patreon. If you've enjoyed the show and you would like to continue supporting the Van Flip podcast for just $5 a month, you can be a Patreon supporter. Not only will you help be improving the podcast and helping it grow, but Patreon supporters also get early access to episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive content, Lamgoat swag, and much more. To become a Patreon supporter, head over to www.patreon.com forward slash the Van Flip. If you would like to become a sponsor of The Van Flip, drop us a line at info at lambgoat.com. You may know this week's guest as Mean Pete, but his name is Peter Kowalski. He also is the singer for Remembering Never and the straight-edge band Bishop, which is now broken up. Currently, Pete is playing guitar and sharing vocal duties in his doom metal project, Ether Cover. Oh, yeah, what's this? Oh yeah, this is good stuff. Oh no, Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Van Flip Podcast. Today I'm joined with Pete. How do you pronounce your last name, Pete? Kowalski. Kowalski. That's what I thought. I just didn't want to say it wrong, and I tend to do that, say last names wrong all the time. Uh, we are joined uh, by my dog, Luna, since she uh, insisted on being a part of this interview, so she's going to be here. But anyway, Pete is was in town, or is in town currently. They played a show last night with his new band. Is it Ether Coven? Is Coven. the is it just Coven? Coven, yeah. So what's the Ether part? Just oh like no, that. sorry, it's Ether Coven. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's okay. The two. It was just Ether, and then we never thought that we would ever make it out of South Florida or out of Florida, and didn't realize there were a million other Ethers. So we're like, all right, well, you gotta switch it. We look, for, you can search on Spotify or anything, and you're gonna find a bunch of EDM artists <laughs> and weird rappers and like. It's just like, all right, well, maybe we should probably switch it up. Switch it up. And, you know, is we there any kind of cool specific meaning behind the name? Since you had just one name at first, and then now you had to add the coven on the end. I watched Fear and Loathing too many times, and I was like, all right, that's cool. And then when I was trying to find um, like an online you know, like Instagram handle and mm-hmm. Facebook and assorted other websites, uh, I was a huge fan of um, 
watched the lamb of Uncle Acid, and their website was like Acid Coven. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool as fuck. Fuck it. I'm going to put that on there. <laughs> so no, that was it doesn't that. really mean anything. It's just a cool yeah. name, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, you're more known for, I wouldn't say more known for, you're better known for, you are the band Remembering Never. That's, yeah. that's your big name say. But we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit of the, uh, your new band first, cause you also were in a, a couple other bands, Bishop couple. being one of them and a couple, everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what's, what's the deal with your, your newest band, uh, Ether? <laughs> Luna, bring in over toys. <laughs> Come on. Interview already. Come on, man. <laughs> oh no, she's great. She's a saint. Look at her. Anyway. <laughs> Continue. Go on. No, um, so what's the what what's the deal with your current current project, the Ether Coven project? How is like it's a doom kind of like rock metal type situation is what they're kind of classifying. Yeah, it. I love rock metal. <laughs> definitely like it's definitely rock metal. Well, it's kind of sludgy, you know. It's yeah, the whole kind of like doom well, situation with it. When we started the band. We really just it was just me and our other guitar player, and he was playing for another band, um, and we were playing some shows with Memory Never, and uh, I'm friends with. The singer of his old band, they were called My Amends, and um, me, the the singer of that band was originally in Remembering Never. He was the the guy on the EP with the high pitched kind of Zayoe sounding voice, mm-hmm. great singing voice. Um, but I I rode with them to whatever show was happening, like somewhere in Philly or something, and um, we were just geeking out real hard about like bands from New Orleans and you know I Hate God, Crowbar, and um, you know all those types of. Like really yeah. riffy type bands. We're like, we should start a band like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I had played guitar in like a little kind of like Black Sabbath, the Alice in Chains band before that, um, just for fun. And I was like, all right, fuck it, you know. Um, and then we did it and here we are. I don't know. <laughs> That's like a million years ago, but yeah, it's just really heavy and fun. And I don't know. People compared us to, uh, actually one point someone, we, there's a riff on the record. And they're like, what do you think, your crowbar? And we're like, <laughs> maybe. That's cool to say. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you can't touch crowbar, but, um, yeah, no, we just try to, you know, be as heavy as possible and also have a good balance of like really weird, uh, atmospheric, soft stuff. Um, well, we like the idea of being like super polarizing, mm-hmm. um, even like in music and to people because, you know, being that loud and slow is not, for everybody right you know especially you know everybody's brains these days are going a mile a minute and you know they can't handle a 12 minute song yeah often no and that, so, that, that, that that is a, a hindrance and i understand that because you know it's, it, it takes a lot it takes a lot but you know that's what we do it's what we're okay at so how long is how long has that been a project because you said a while you guys talked about that a while ago how long because i've basically only for the last year maybe i kind of yeah. that that band for you has popped on my radar um how long have you guys been a unit like playing outside of south florida and stuff oh literally since like maybe two years ago okay we started the band maybe in like 2012 or 13 or so i don't remember i don't remember timelines and then we played for like a year and a half recorded a whole record and then our our guitar player quit and then we tried to keep it going it was just it didn't work because it's just it has to be me and him no matter what Mm -hmm. um so we stopped for years and years and years and he had to deal with some, he quit because he had some, uh, some personal issues going on and he resolved them and then he joined RN and then we're like, fuck it, let's, you know, we might as well do Ether again because this is yeah. our funnest thing that we've ever done and we did it and that's kind of taken precedence over everything else at this point. See, so that was like one of my questions for later on the, uh, in the sit down here was what is your favorite project to, 
Definitely this one. Okay, yeah. Like, I know, yeah, it's corny. Like, oh, yeah, it's the newest. The newest one. It's, it's always the, the coolest know. one. But usually, like, your newest record, no matter what, is going to be your favorite thing you've ever done. Or, you know, at least I've, from what I've seen mm-hmm. and heard. And, you know, even when we had the, the last RN record and the last Bishop record, like, that first Ether record was always my favorite thing until we recorded the next one. Oh, yeah? So. Um, just come up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you might as well just come, just come up. <laughs> just sit down. Hey, you're part of it. You're in it. Luna's on the couch now. Um, so what's the, what's the approach for your new product, like for Ether Coven, uh, Ether Coven, sorry. Is it like, cause you're a guitar player, yeah. but you do vocals on it too. Yeah. <laughs> Come oh, on. She's fine. You're annoying people. No. So never. look at that face. You, uh, what's the direction and like, cause lyrically for the, for the most part, the, uh, the remembering of our records and Bishop's records yeah. have been very, uh, opinionated so to speak and you know pretty out there uh or not out there but in your face i should say is that similar direction like for the easter coven band or yeah i mean it's it's like uh she'll sit right there i love it so much yeah um it's it's definitely you know a lot it's a little more abstract but everything is still very much you know a very similar message there's a lot of personal stuff also um but yeah, definitely a lot of political stuff, like much more focused than I've ever written about ever. Okay. Only because now I can... The climate? No, not even just because I can properly articulate what I'm trying to say now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, you know... I, I, There's just, also a lot more st- going on, too. That, too. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I just... And I thought about this often. I've thought about it recently a lot. Yeah. Um, especially because I'd imagine, I'd imagine that memory never stuff's going to come up. Um what? Yeah, a little, maybe a little bit, just a. <laughs> but um, but back then, I, I everything came from a sincere place. I just didn't, I, I wasn't well versed on the things that I was as well versed as I would have liked to have been. You thought um, you knew was, a lot. Yeah, but now you know more. Kind of. I mean, that sounds real pretentious, but looking back now, I realize I didn't know anything. I just I knew what I wanted to get across, and did it. And then I went to college, and then read things outside of college, but. Um, took a lot of really, um, it was like a lot of sociology classes and, mm-hmm. and then it encouraged me to look outside of, uh, school. So, um, just a lot, a lot of different books, uh, and it just like fucked my brain up even more so. <laughs> and yeah, so it was just a lot of more like hyper focused, uh, ideas now versus where I was just like, yeah, fuck God and fuck this. And you know, so yeah, like, well you're early, you know, twenties. Yeah. Like when you're, you're 23, it's like, oh, Hey, I don't know anything. And now it's like, okay. Well, let's talk about this issue and why, and let's let's take that a little further. Let's examine that yeah. a little harder under the microscope. Well, without jumping full into Rumor Never, because you know I want to kind of give you some. We're going to talk about the other things first, obviously, but I will say like those your lyrics in those first couple records on Remembering Never did open up um, at least my mind a little bit, just being a younger kid too, because I think we're roughly around the same age. But um, yeah, you're. Your lyrics, I mean, I was obviously also, uh, as far as like religion goes, I was in, in that same kind of ballpark with you. I would, I'd gone to, uh, church and shit like that when I was a younger kid and I did the entire, you know, like three days a week and all that other stuff. Mm. And then, you know, I got to like the age of like asking questions and then yeah. like not a lot of questions are getting answered. They don't like that. One. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, I kind of like found myself leaving that, that realm. And, uh, but yeah, you kind of opened up my eyes to a lot of other things too. Like I even, I even went vegetarian for a hot second. Uh, I mean, I'm not vegetarian anymore, but uh, I, I did I did go that route for a little 
for a little while when I was younger too, just because, you know, you don't think about a lot of things and, uh, it's easy to not think about a lot of things. So it's good when, you know, you get that little spark from somewhere yeah. that you don't even realize that you would be getting it. But, you know, the, the pitas and the Hellfest, I shouldn't bring that up, but, you know, going to all these shows and like, yeah. you know, PETA's always at everything shows. comes from somewhere. <clears throat> yeah. There's always, there's that spark. And, you know, if, you, if without that, nothing changes, nothing evolves, nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. And the older I got, the, the when I listened back to those lyrics, it, it also made more sense, just like you were saying, you know, because you, you realize more and you, and everything like that. Did you, um, so you said you went to college. Was that like after some Remembering Never shit? Or oh, did yeah, you go no, before? It was like 2011, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was like 2011. And I was like, fuck it. This is, you know, I don't really tour much. Like Bishop was doing like a couple weeks here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's see what happens. And I wanted to teach like English. And then I took this African American history class, uh, like one of my first couple semesters. And that like flipped the switch. And I was like, all right, I want to teach history uh like black history basically oh yeah and um yeah the professor the first professor he was so awesome it was like a little white dude with like a dashiki on first day (laughs) and then wore it every any other day um and his i forgot his name but it was like really white and i was just like all right this is this is be kind of suspect but whatever so took the class It it would raise an alarm yeah yeah i mean everybody loved him i was like the only white kid in the class um, and, uh, he dude was awesome and his formatting for testing and stuff, like, is just perfect. And he, he literally, he just would start and not stop talking for three hours. Mm. It was like, all right, fuck it. And, you know, but anyway, it, like, all, mo- a lot of the classes I was taking after that was, were very, um, Afrocentric, you know, um, and, uh, so I just got really big into just learning the history from day one, uh, of, you know, black people being in America to, mm-hmm. today, and yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough history, man. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, you you say, oh, yeah, it's tough, but it's it's like true American history, where you know, not much of not much of is learned in you know high school. Yeah, it, they don't teach a lot of it. I was even yeah. thinking like why they, and this could sound like just idiotic, but I remember like um, being in elementary school and they teaching like segregation. Yeah. And then now I was thinking the other day, I was like, why would they even, I mean, I, I understand like knowing about it is one thing, mm-hmm. but like, why would they just teach young, young kids about that? <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't think like, you know, a lot of young kids at that particular point don't even know what that is. The next thing you know, it like yeah. it kind of instills some kind of weird, like, Oh, well this versus this, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it, in theory, they should never exclude any type of history so that we know that we live in America and this place was not very accepting regardless of what was written on any pieces of paper uh, on entry. Um, There should always be that how policies changed over time very slowly. Yeah. Um, And yeah, there there were um, some schools in the South that actually closed. They would rather close than integrate. Right. And I was like, wait, what? And I, th- I think Alabama was one of them. Not surprised. Right. No offense. Um, <laughs> current but current like, climate again. You know, so y'all would rather be like mad stupid than sit next to a black person. Like, yeah. All right. It's just crazy something, especially yeah. back in those days, man. And uh, no, that, but that's interesting that you would go uh, to school for for that or, you know, take that's, that in school. I that's would what say. a lot of people say. Yeah. Like when, oh, what's your major? I'm like, oh, you know, this is what I want to do. And they're like, wait, why? You're not black. And I'm like, 
that you don't have to be to, yeah. <laughs> to learn things and want to teach, you know, things that have been forgotten or at least untaught. You yeah. Know, you know, all not years. touched for the most part. Um, so yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask like, uh, does, being raised in like South Florida or you're from South Florida, right? Or did yeah. you transplant oh, no, there? I was, I was born in New York and I moved down South, um, when I was like two. Okay. You know, so broken family, the whole sad story. So yeah, basically you were, yes. you grew up in South yeah, Florida. Yeah, definitely grew up there. Yeah. How did that like, uh, influence your, you know, your mindset on like the world? Cause again, like we said, you're very opinionated and we'll get into that and whatnot. But, uh, how did that like structure you growing up? Like, did you live in like rough areas? Did you see like, does firsthand shit go down to, you know, no. to where like it would change your outlook on like, you no, know, this just, isn't, society's not right or anything like that or? No, not at all. You know, being white, you know, there's a, there's a level of privilege that you just have automatically that, you know, uh, you're not going to know a lot of lived experiences of oppressed peoples, um, no matter what. So we were just poor, uh, up until like fifth grade when my mom got married. I, I mean, we weren't well off or anything right. like um, so we saw front, wasn't beachfront. Yeah, houses. no, we got, we had some trailer parks. We stayed in a big mama's house, um, in a town called Lauderdale Lakes, which ain't the best. We had like two, like a block from the church. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were just poor and I had two sisters and they were kind of in and out of the house all the time. Uh, so I rarely lived with both of them. Uh, and I kind of like, uh, I can't say like I raised myself cause like clearly I can't pay the bills, but right. literally my mom would drop me off at school. Pick me up from school, take me to McDonald's, get some chicken mac nuggets, uh, literally bring me home, uh, and go to back to work, and then I wouldn't see her. So like a latchkey kid, yeah, basically, yeah. Like, so yeah, uh, I just had a radio and some tapes, and eventually CDs when I was in like middle school, or whatever. But um, yeah, so music, I, I just always gravitated towards music. Uh, I had a sister here and there sometimes, but I was just sit next to a radio all day. I didn't really have many friends until I hit fifth grade. And then I met like my best friend who, one of my best friends who I'm still really close with, um, to this day. But yeah, it was weird. It's just, you know, a weird thing just growing up like without shit. You don't know how much you don't have until you see other friends that have like right. two parents and they have like a big house or like a okay house and like everything's clean or a house. Usually yeah. it's like apartments or some, some other yeah, kind exactly. of situation, you know, exactly. Yo, this dude's got the new Nintendo. Like what? Yeah. I had it like five years later. It was used. And like, <laughs> yeah. it was cool. Like better to not the better than to not have it. Right. You know, but now, uh, you, you did, you, you were right about like a uh, kind of like just white privilege situation. That's been like a hot topic lately as well. Just, yeah. you know, a lot. And, um, it was one of those things where society doesn't want to, say that there is that but also it may not be white privilege as someone says but like th there are advantages and i personally being of my descent like where i'm from i wouldn't know what it would be like to be a woman let alone another race so yeah. like you know it's kind of hard for someone not to be somewhat empathetic to that yeah i mean if if you spent time with any any kind of person that isn't like yourself you would learn so much. Um, you know, just being at work, like the other day we were talking at work, I'm a veterinary technician. Oh, nice. So, um, by trade, I guess. I mean, Pete works with the animals, man. Yeah. That's, you know, I like, I like dogs and cats. I feel you. I mean, we hey, get the occasional hey. rabbit sometimes. <laughs> um, but I work with like a bunch of normal people. Um, uh, and then we were just talking about like, you know, bar culture, I think one day. And, um, just like listening to like the women's 
experiences at bars. It's like, how how do you not have like brass knuckles in your pocket at all times? Yeah, why do you even go just out? Smack dudes in the face if you know because if, if if someone talks to you in, in such a way where it's just obviously denigrating, it's like right. Yeah, no, you don't you don't do that. That's it's just weird. It's just, I mean, and I a lot of times I I look like a fucking monster, so <laughs> I don't have. A lot of the same experiences that other people will have, but it's like uh, even like, even in the work sector, let's say, because I've had to go into rooms with people, uh, like, like exam rooms. Sorry, I can't just say, oh, you go into rooms. Room. Yeah. I go every, into rooms every, every room now and then. Yeah, um, inside. Yeah, uh, but I have to go into like exam rooms with the doctor and um, the like the client or whatever. And sometimes they'll you know the doctor will be like, hey, go in there, don't leave because. This dude last time said this, and it's like, all right, it's like, but a, a man, especially a white man, is never gonna have to worry about that type of situation where someone's gonna step on toes and say an inappropriate thing because you know there's also a thing called like white people club, <laughs> which is fucking weird. Um, what is what is white people club? White people club is like, it's like we're two white dudes sitting on a couch, right? And it's like, oh yeah. We're gonna talk about this thing, and it's cool because we're white. We're in the same we're in the same team because like, mm-hmm. we're white. Like these, you know. Um, one time we were playing the show in Pennsylvania, and uh, I guess there was hardcore kids don't buy pre-sale tickets typically, or at least they didn't however many years ago. No, you're right. And yeah, and the the show didn't sell any tickets. I guess that's all like six, and uh, the promoter was like, "Oh, you you know." The, the the that was the in-house promoter. He's like the promoter had me running around, and I didn't, I'm not gonna say his name. He, I'm not really a fan of this particular person, anyhow. But um, he was like, "Yeah, the, the, the ticket sales are low, and you know, you got me running around here like I'm your fucking thing." <laughs> and I was just like, "All right, hold up." Like he felt really comfortable right. enough to say that around me, like it was gonna be fine. Um, and I was like, "All right, pump the brakes, dog." I was like. I was like, first off, watch your fucking mouth. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, whatever it is, watch your mouth. <laughs> and then in my mind, I'm thinking, my crazy ass, prisony looking cousins on the way to the show. Yeah. Uh, and his wife is very not white, and their child is also not white. Um, it's like, you you aren't gonna say that in front of other people, right? That aren't that don't necessarily look like you. Like, you feel real safe right now. Yeah. And you shouldn't. Like you don't know me from anyone, but things like that happen. Like you know, um, I, I guess I look like a fucking hate monger, so <laughs> people will say things, and it's like, all right, it, it kind of fit the demographic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I mean, I look like a fucking. You got tattoos, like, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Play yeah. the devil's music. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, this dude at work one day, a uh, dude was fixing the AC, said something about end rigging something. I was like, and it was an old ass man. It was like mm-hmm. he was like 80. I was like. And I looked him dead in his face. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to pretend I didn't hear it. And he had the biggest smile on his face when he said it originally. And it just melted into a, like a, just a dead ass expression. Yeah. And he was like, uh, and I was like, yeah. And, and he just was like, all right. And he realized it was like, oh shit, game over. Like, obviously that, that, that is where it stopped. It's not as big. It's, yeah. It's not really Trump's America. Like I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should fucking tell that back a little bit. But yeah, white people feel real safe, and it's it's just very apparent, and that that's part. You of You mean like around other white people? Exactly. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I mean, I, generally speaking, but especially they feel empowered to say, okay, well, you know, hey, look at that chick, she's got this, and da 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 da, or you know, uh, anything, any of the it's it's just fucking corny and silly and disgusting, and 
the, the problem is people don't want to have conversations, like confrontational conversations with people. And it's like you need to. You need to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, even if it's just like a subtle thing where you know that it's going to stop the conversation, shut it down. And a lot of people are kind of scared to even speak up. But exactly. all it would take is just like, Yeah, hey. all you got to say is don't talk to me like that and don't talk about uh, these people like that. Um, <clears throat> and that could even change someone else's thinking like process. I don't know. I, 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 I can't take it that far. I just have <laughs> the least amount of faith in people, but, um, it just, I, I understand like people don't want to create a rift between them and a family member or them right. and a, a friend or them in even in a professional atmosphere. Um, but it's like, you have to, you can't, you can't just like not say something. They need to understand that they're being checked and that it's not okay to say things. Uh, cause, you know, it, it's just not okay to say these things. Yeah, it's not good to be a dickhead outright. It's, yeah, it's not even, it's not even that. It's just, uh, when it goes unchecked for so long, you know, racist jokes and sexist jokes and transphobic jokes and all these things, it's like, it, it becomes, becomes the norm. It becomes normal. And then it's like acceptable now amongst certain types of people. And it's like, alright, you gotta shut that shit down. Cause that shit isn't funny. Um, and there are people, that live lives that you don't understand because you don't want to understand it. Uh, and their, their experiences are very valid and, and, you know, they're people. They, they exist and they, you know, they Have shouldn't feelings. be. Yeah. They shouldn't be shit on. Like, that's what it is. Like, well, yeah, that's it. I don't know. So when did you decide, like, at, at some point to transpose all those feelings and whatnot into, like, your music? Was that always the point? Of you being in music, or you were just like, "Hey, I need some lyrical content. I feel strong about these things. Let me start it this way." Or I think it was Morning Again and Earth Crisis. Okay, that's it. Like, I really, like, I remember being in high school and looking, pulling off the back of I think Gamora season, like the pulling the CD out and on the tray card it had a whole long passage about veganism, and I was reading it to my mom because she was, you know, she's really she likes animals. She likes animals a lot, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool." I wasn't vegetarian at the time at all. She wasn't ever. Um, and I was like, this is really cool. And she's like, oh, that's really nice, Peter. And I'm like, yeah. And then I went vegan or vegetarian like soon after and then vegan. But, um, yeah, just under, like, I come from a metal background and I was big into like Juice Priest and Metallica and got into like all the Roadrunner stuff in middle school. And then by the time I was like 13, I found, I went to my first show. Which was? Uh, it was Murphy's Law. H2O and Shy Halud. Okay. So it was, um, and I got there on accident. Like when I was like 13, I used to go. Um, was that down south here? Yeah, it was, okay. it was in, um, that was at this place called, I forgot the name of it at the time. It might have been the Edge or the Chili Pepper or something. The Edge sounds, Revolution, downtown yeah, the Edge sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, but I got there on accident. Uh, I used to ride my mom's beach cruiser up to like the warehouses where bands used to practice because there's a band called Hell Witch that used to practice, like an old death metal band. Uh, they still play actually. <laughs> it's real wild. Um, but I remember my, my, a family friend took me over there because he knew I was super into metal and it was friends with the drummer at the time. So like a few years later, I went back and Malevolent Creation was practicing on one side. Um, and then. Uh, on the literally kind of like a Aerosmith run DMC thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this band called Lungs, which was like. Yeah, I've a, heard, I've heard of them. Yeah, the Collapsing Lungs. They were, it was the original band and then Lungs. Um, and they're, like, I became chummy with them. I was a fucking little ass kid that just like, was like a little weird. Hanging out. Yeah. All kid that just showed up at their warehouse to watch bands practice. A band called Tension used to practice at that same warehouse because the drummer also played drums for them. But the drummer was like, oh, 
um, you should go see my old band. I guess he played for Murphy's Law for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, all right, yeah. So uh, went to the show and saw H2O. Fucking, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like your first kind of like forte into like hardcore yes. and that kind Absolutely. of shit. Yeah. I saw Shy Hulud and they were terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was, I was just like, oh my goodness. This is much long ago. Such, yeah. such a long time ago though. Yeah. And then, well, uh, Matt Fox actually worked at Uncle Sam's. And I was like, oh, I saw you, you know, I, I would go in there often because it was like the hardcore. Uncle Sam's is record a, store. uh, record, it was a record store. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, I think you played in, and he was like, oh yeah. And he's like, oh, here's the, here's our demo. It's coming out on Revelation. It's like the three song thing. Profound hatred of man, I think. And listen to it. It fucked my life. I was like, this is amazing. This is not the same band I saw. Um, and it was, you know, so Shiloh has been one of my favorite bands since I got that three song tape. Um, I don't know how we got here, but. We're here. Hi. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. I was thinking, where uh, at. where your lyrical content came oh, from. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Morning Again and Earth Crisis, um, was kind of where it started. And then, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, nothing, not much has changed. But, yeah. Do you um, ever think about, and this is going to sound probably a stupid question, but, uh, do you ever think about like doing songs that aren't kind of like, I don't want to, I don't even want to say politically motivated because a lot of the stuff isn't just political that yeah. you talk about. You talk about, like you said, uh, I'm never going to do a party song if that's what you're asking. No, not a party song, but just like a, uh, you ever get broken hearted and maybe make a song about that? Ether definitely has many songs. Um, a few, uh, first record was like a lot of like, you know, self reflection stuff. And then, um, then we broke up for a while. And in that time I got married and, um, and then by the time the second record came out, I had been separated. Um, so, a lot of that went into that second record. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was very personal stuff. Uh, but I didn't know, you know, the first song on the, the last full length that we put out, uh, Coven or Ether. Yeah. It's called There's Nothing Left for Me Here. And the first song on it was the, was the first thing I'd written since my wife left. And it, there's like not much lyrics cause I couldn't get anything out. I couldn't, mm-hmm. uh, but I was like, I, you know, something needs to happen. I need, I need some kind of outlet. It wasn't to the song or anything. I just, was just free writing in my notebook. Um, you know, like I'm in middle school all over again. <laughs> and, um, Dear Life Journal. Yeah. So there's definitely like, you know, two very personal songs on there about, you know, the situation kind of, or, you know, my, my lived experience as far as that Is that, that kind of like the first time you, you kind of shown that side or is that something that. Yeah. Where it was like a real authentic yeah. type, you know, not saying that your uh, other shit wasn't authentic either, yeah. but it was, it was more like, you know, topic based kind yeah. of songs. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely. It was, you know, when you get older, uh, I mean, you express yourself differently, I guess. Um, and you open up different sides of your feelings. I, guess. I don't know how to say that, but, um, you become older. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that situation, especially like it like broke me. I was like fucking, I didn't leave my house for like months. Yeah. I had people calling me all the time to like check up on me to make sure I would pick up the phone mm-hmm. uh, to make sure someone was on the other end of the phone. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was tough. So that's going to make it into, you know, instill even, the record we just recorded, there's, it touches on a couple of things here and there just cause I'm still kind of fucked up about it. But. Oh yeah. I mean, it's something that you can't just like brush off. Either. Yeah. 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 We had Keith on from every time I die and he was talking about a lot of his lyrical content for low teens was about his whole situation with his son and his wife that were going on medical stuff that was going uh-huh. on when they had their kid and whatnot. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to find, you know, uh, callbacks to what the lyrics mean or, or you know, what they might entail to, towards. You know, man, you talk about new, strange things that you never thought you'd talk, ever talk about in a song. Right. I never thought I'd be 
in a band at you know a hundred years old, <laughs> but fucking here we are. Yeah, how do you how how does how do you like that? Because obviously you went to school and you're yeah. you know you're doing like your your career type shit too, your vet tech thing or I don't know if it's a career thing, but you know you want to do like you want to teach history. Is that some, still something you want to do? Or yeah, well, eventually I'm gonna uh, I got my bachelor's, but I need to go back. Uh, I started the master's program. Yeesh. Yeah. Me and P's getting all into it. Oh, I quit that <laughs> shit the same semester because um, I was on a plane. Um, RM was playing that Marsh for Paws uh, fest in Jersey nice. last summer. And I remember just getting on the plane, starting to read because it was very reading intensive. And um, I just well, I couldn't retain the information because I was trying to read so fast because literally it would be like you'd have to read a book a week basically mm. in one class. Yeah. And I was taking three classes and I was like, on the plane ride home, I was reading um, at Kevin Oakley's house. We stayed at Kevin Oakley's house. I don't know if you know that is, but he booked the fest. And I'm reading at his house after, like, the morning uh, after the fest. And uh, I got on the plane, reading on the plane. I was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." And I was like, "All right, I'm I'm canceling this class." I went to one of my other classes, and then I was like, "This, I can't do this. Like, I can't have a job and be in a band and go to school. Like, that's one's got to go. Yeah, or two. Yeah, really, because you know." Like, uh, at I the guess, time when you doing you you took a backseat from music too, or what what took a backseat else? I mean, really, that's it. Like, if I wanted to go to school, I could either if I want to go to school is either don't do anything band related, as well as cut my work hours down by like half. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I have to fucking live, so I can't <clears throat> yeah. can't do all that. I can't do that. Like, that's not a thing that's possible right now. So, you know, maybe when I disappear into absolute secu- uh, seclusion seclusion yeah <clears throat> then i'll go back to school and that's it well that. it's cool that you've gotten your bachelor's that's far more than a lot of people do uh personally speaking i don't even have one yet so that's oh, fine it's, <laughs> it's overrated in in today's 100 economy yeah so um speaking of like your lyrical content how'd you uh how'd you get into like you were saying, you, you read the, the Morrissey cover, the insert, and you were reading about veganism. Was that like your first like... Oh, no Morrissey ever. Morning Again or Earth oh. Crisis. Okay. I thought you yeah, said Morrissey. I've Sorry. never listened to any Morrissey anything <laughs> no on boy. purpose. Yeah. No you sad know. boy stuff? Okay. No, I love... I mean, The Cure. I love The Cure. Okay. And like all the newer bands that kind of sound like they're from the 80s. Well, I don't listen to Morrissey either, so when you said oh, like he's okay. a vegan, I was like, I guess. Oh, no. I mean, he's mad suspect so. I, feel, I see the he's headlines. said and done a lot of real sketchy shit yeah, i've seen headlines older years yeah. and, and i was never a fan back then well so you're reading the uh the booklets on in the earth crisis and stuff yeah. like that and they they give you this little you know op-ed of like yeah. veganism is that your first kind of like brush with it and then you kind of just like what made yeah. you decide to yeah, go vegetarian and, and then go vegan uh well definitely earth crisis and then uh i was in until the end which John Wiley, who was in Morning Again, was very vegan at the time, and um, I was working. How old working. are you guys at this point? I was twenty or twenty-one. Okay, so this and, is later than I thought, but yeah, um, yeah, I was like twenty or twenty-one. I think I was twenty. Shit, because um, I still live with my mom. And uh, could have been twenty-one too. Yeah, I don't know. No, because I think the EP came out in two thousand one, so I would have been twenty. So either way, so I think I was twenty. And I was working at Eulogy, and um, I was, said something or did something or ate something, and Wiley was like, "You know, meat gives you cancer," and I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it was he he gave me a bunch of books to read, and it changed my life. And then uh, I read Diet for New America. I went vegetarian immediately, 
And then I read... Uh, what was the one you just said? Diet for a New America. Diet for a New America, okay. Yeah, it was written by uh, the dude that was supposed to inherit Baskin-Robbins. And uh, he was like, yeah, I, don't, I can't. With, with a sound conscience, take over right. this business. Uh, and then... I saw and, something the other day where if you put like lemon on ice cream and it foams up, they got liquid detergent in there or something. I don't know, that's weird. Yeah. Like the acid, the acid. My brain from. can't even funk, can't even put that together. My man, uh, I will, I will kind of agree on the 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 meat giving you cancer thing. That that's definitely. I think that there's, there's so, a uh, lot of factors involved. But I think it's like more factory farmed meat or something. Because I don't. I ain't a scientist. You know what I mean. I know. I feel you. All I know, I, I I know some studies. Like there's there's studies of certain tribes that only eat meat, and there's no signs of cancer. Um, but if you there are places where there's very minimal eat, uh, meat intake and there's no cancer as well yeah. or you know lower uh, there's also lower some places instances. like out in like asia that eat a lot of plant-based stuff and they live to like 110 all the time yeah, a lot of people exactly. so it's different time. different cultures and different societies have a different way of doing things and um you don't think the western way is the right way all the time uh, <laughs> i don't know if i can go on air and say i hate western culture altogether um or at least most of it, I guess. Um, but yeah, it just, I know that for me, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, vegans are elitist because think about poor people and this and that. And it's like, I get it. I understand it. And you got to do what you got to do to like, you know, continue right. to the next day. So McDonald's makes it easy to be like, yeah, like if no, well, oh, what, what I'm saying is if you live in an industrialized nation where there's a fucking grocery store in every corner, um, and you don't live in any kind of food desert and you have an option to eat a fucking apple once in a while. <laughs> Do it. Get you an apple, yeah. Like, maybe not... Get some vegetables. Yeah. I mean, if you live on a farm in the middle of a third world country, and all you have are goats and pigs and chickens, eat them. Mm-hmm. That's what you gotta do. You gotta live. Like, you know, you can't... You can't you're not gonna starve to death. Who gives a fuck what some dorky fucking white nerd on the end of a podcast is gonna tell you sitting in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, like, you know, do what you have to do to survive. Like, oh. I would never try and tell someone, oh, don't eat that because, you know... Uh, it's it's unethical. Uh, meanwhile, you can't afford to drive six hours to. Uh, yeah, a, don't starve to death. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? But do what you got to do. If you live in New York City, or if you live in Jacksonville, Florida, or you live in anywhere, any major city, where you know you can buy all vegetarian food for fucking peanuts. Yeah, which is also vegetarian food, I guess. But yeah, no I mean, pun pun on words. Exactly. Like. I mean, it doesn't make sense to not do that. Yeah. Know? If you just look through, if you just study it for five fucking seconds, look at any statistic, watch a slaughterhouse video. Um, we just recorded with Eric Rutan, um, in, in St. Pete and, um, coolest dude, but he was vegan for most of the recording because we had, uh, we played earthlings in the, in the studio and he mm. was, they like fucked him up. He was like, what, what is this shit? He's like, Oh man. What, what's earthlings? Earthlings is uh, a documentary, fucking might as well be a snuff film, <laughs> about pretty much every animal industry that exists. <clears throat> and yeah, but it, people it don't, goes, uh, pe- I don't think people dive into that at all because no, it's very it's, fucking it's like, horrific. It's yeah. terrible. It's, it's awful. I know a lot of people that have watched it half a second, turned it off, and went vegan immediately. And um, I know people have sat through the whole thing, and like Shane, the bass player from uh, Ether. He watched it for the first time he was vegan after watching it. Like, that's it. That's all it took. Um, you know, certain people, uh, respond really well to that. I respond really well to that. Yeah. Um, cause you can't watch that in good conscience and be like, 
Oh, good. Yes, I'm going to go have I'm, a steak. Or... I'm going to go, you know, wear fur. Or I'm going to go uh, go to the circus or yeah. you know, whatever. Because it deals with all of those things. It does. Yeah. You know what? Like once you start like – because I've – I've dove into uh, the whole like I'm obviously a big animal person. I actually I actually worked at a humane society when I was a teenager too. So like you know I'm, yeah I feel for the animals and I used to like love going to the zoo and all that shit and all yeah. that. But then you get all you're like what the fuck man. Yeah. So I stopped I stopped going to all those things. And basically, there's, there's if there's an animal involved, there's no ethical way to go about it. Yeah. Like. Like, yeah. the circus was a big one, too. The circus was uh, something that, you know, a lot of kids like in general yeah. when they're kids. And then, uh, yeah. you know, you find out all this other, like, really horrible shit, and you're like, oh. Like, once you realize, like, animals aren't here for us, even though we've made them, we've based their world around us. Once you realize they're their own uh, creatures and, and want their own lives, like, yeah, certain types of animals need to be taken care of because you can't just have a bunch of animals running around. Uh, well, also we created by cars. In, yeah. yeah, in in the in the world that we live in, um, we force them out into certain sections. Um, There's a bear. Right. I don't know if you saw the headlines. Saw we got a bear running around these yeah. streets right here. I was really bummed he he didn't like make an appearance downtown last night. But you know, I guess it's probably for the better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> smart. I don't, he, I don't know where he would have come from either. I yeah. mean, like, cause it's we're not in like a. We're in an older part of Jacksonville, but there's not a lot. It's a developed part, you know, and I don't he know where like, the woods would vegan be. Hot dogs. He was like, yeah. yo, I heard that vegan hot dog cart was out here. I'm going to get some hot dogs. Yo. Shout out Jason. That's yeah. Jason's cart. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's, that's cool. Do you, how, what do you feel about like, this is just me picking your brain. Uh, like if you were hunting your own food. Yeah. No, I, I you I just mean, like no animals altogether or like I understand it. It's supposed to be, yeah, I don't know. Like I, there's in my, like, like I said, if you, if, that's all you have and that's that's it that's that's the only you're either hunting something and eating it or fucking starving to death do it go for mm-hmm. it get it get your get your grind off do it but and by hunting i'm not saying like you would have a farm and you raise chickens just yeah. for that matter like no, no, you, no, yeah, you no, go I'm, out and procure yeah them. literally I'm saying, you know okay. if, if you know there's someone somewhere in some kind of country that you know doesn't have access to food do it like you know i'm never gonna tell someone to, to starve to death like but I personally would never in a million years think it was okay to fucking see an animal a hundred yards away and shoot an arrow through its face, like, mm-hmm. or anywhere in its body. Like, uh, uh, it's, it's some really self-important, self-serving, I don't know, like weird false god type thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Is it one of those? I I used to be against hunting myself personally too. I used to be really against it, and then um. I just started thinking more into like the factory farming thing, which is yeah. to me obviously like one of the worst things. But I think we're also kind of like ingrained to have meat in every like meal. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like a yeah. like a a big push for for America. However, once you get into that, it's like well, the meat business also wants you to eat meat every meal too. Yeah, well, so once you start getting that kind of mindset, I started thinking like well, plant based diets would be better just in general, healthier for you for one, but that's why a lot of people don't push that. Well, <laughs> clearly, plant-based diets aren't that healthy. Um, I just like a lot of treats, man. I like chocolate. Oh, but chocolate? I, yeah, it's yeah, the okay, best. I got you. I got it's you. wonderful. I got and, you. you know, Jacksonville has too many options. Okay, I'll tell you what. I, I told someone this recently. Um, but in 2004, 2000, 2002 to 2010— we had minimal options anywhere, like in in public, like vegan, yeah, like you know, in stores or whatever, and um, 
in the restaurants, like in grocery stores and in restaurants, like there weren't many options. And the options that we had were not great. Um, and I, I was like, not skinny. I was never skinny, but like I was small, man. <laughs> and then all these options start popping up and it's like, all right, why? I don't like, I'll go to a restaurant now and there's like 50 fucking options. Yeah, you use a lot. And it's like, I just want two options. Make this easy. Like, you know, last night there's this place called, I don't even know, some like Indian style place. They had like popcorn, vegan, tofu, chicken stuff, like mm-hmm. on fries. It was just like messy shit and it was amazing. Uh, but like you have Sweet Theory here. Oh yeah. Which is the most insane bakery. I mean, right where you play, there was like, there, I think there's two places for like, bakery type sweets probably there's one like across the street from where you play and like around the corner well sunray well that then then you were telling me about sunray with the yeah. twinkies i had a fucking a vegan twinkie and it wasn't and it don't taste like a twinkie what's a but vegan twinkie is it like they make it there i think they I or think is it something that the they get it from makes. a company okay. oh no no, no no those companies you know they're started like hellman's created a once they realized they weren't going to win a lawsuit against a vegan mayonnaise company they started making a vegan mayonnaise um so they're getting hip to these things mm-hmm um, but yeah, it's just a vegan Twinkie. Uh, it's, it's called a Twanky. Twanky. Um, and I got one of them hot dogs, the Loma Linda's. Mm-hmm. That's the same, the same company that, that, uh, the hot dog cart uses. Um, but yeah, all these, all, all, you know, businesses and, you know, so much awesome stuff has popped out. Like Beyond Meat, like, I don't know if you ever had Beyond Meat sausages. Mm-mm. Yo, those things are fucked I, up. I mean, I honestly so tell good. you, I haven't tried a lot of like the vegan type sh- options now, but I definitely don't like tofu. Yeah. I've tried that many it's, times. You know what I'm saying? You probably made it like shit, or has I haven't. Made it. I've, I've not made yeah. it, but I've gone somewhere and I've. Okay, it I mean, before. typically when you get in a restaurant, they make it okay. Um, well, you make it yourself, man. You can make like country fried tofu. You can make it make barbecue tofu, make like teriyaki tofu. Like it's basically like a blank canvas. It's just like soy product, right? Or yeah, it's like soybeans, like you know, uh, in a little block. You're not worried about like white. the estrogen, not the estrogen, but the estrogen. Is it an estrogen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, never mind. That's the funny thing. Um, from my knowledge. When it's organic soy, you don't have to worry about that. It's not, and you have to eat some kind of wild amount in order for it to matter. But the same types of people that say that also drink like milk products and eat milk products, which just has straight estrogen. Like, you know, the, the weird thing about milk, I one of my favorite movies of all time is Snatch. Okay. The like the second lock. Familiar, never seen it all okay. the way, but they have this one little part in it where one of the main character guys is drinking milk. And the other one's like, I don't know why you drink that shit. And he goes on this whole like rampage about like why it's not healthy for you. And um, it's just hilarious because at, at the time that movie came out like early 2000s. Yeah. I hadn't. I was like, that's fucking lol. Yeah. And then now I'm like, huh? The only people that the only things that do drink milk really would be baby cows. Yeah. Or and it's baby to, maybe whatever anything. the yeah, type but, of milk it but is. But the milk yeah. we normally mostly drink would be cow milk. So yeah, it's fucking weird that. We're still perpetuating this idea that, I mean, I guess now almond milk and soy milk and oat milk and, uh, but that's all, all made, kinds of nut milks. Like that shit's just made to like derive from the animal milk you're used to drinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know, man. There's all these, like, have you ever had pea milk? There's com- uh, P-E-A, not like oh, piss milk. Okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, man. It's a company called <clears throat> Ripple. They got like a vanilla pea milk. It's insane. It's, it's like, it tastes like a McDonald's milkshake. Oh, wow. It's nuts. Nuts. But, yeah, it's really good. So, when you, how do you know what a McDonald's milkshake tastes like, man? Because I had it when I was <laughs> fucking 10. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, they're not the same milkshakes. I As someone it. who can say that they've had McDonald's from here and there, like yeah. even chocolate. I'm sure you don't have the same chocolate that 
No. Like you don't have like I went, I'll tell you what you don't I have went, Snickers or Crunch or anything like that unless it's like yeah. Well, there's there's a company that makes vegan versions of all of these candy bars. I had a Twix recently, like a vegan Twix. It was called a Twofer. I forgot the company name, but it wasn't as good as I remember Twix being. They make a Butterfinger that's awesome, and it's like a vegan Snickers bar that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think those are those are pretty easy to make vegan-ish. Oh, I don't. Uh, I'm not I don't make candy. I, I don't make candy on my the only thing I make, time either. But the only kind, anytime I'm making like a chocolatey candy is like a like a peanut butter cup because you can put like pretzels and fucking nuts in it and shit. Yeah. And use any kind of peanut butter you want, any kind of chocolate you want. You know. Well, I'll tell you the 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 chocolate that Mars has been using for like M and M's and all that other shit. Oh, yeah. Like when I was a kid, tasted way different and better. You know, they're making a lot more shit now, gotcha. so they got like yeah, you know cut costs where they can. Yeah, it was weird because like I, there's so many things I just never. I've never like bought a candy bar before, like a, a not vegan candy bar. I don't oh, think yeah. to this day. Maybe when I was like, I just don't I have no recollection of doing it. So how old, how old were you when you just like fucking did the switch? You just made the switch. I mean, I went vegan when I was twenty. Okay, or, 20. sorry, vegetarian when I was twenty, and then like vegan when I was like twenty three, twenty two or twenty three, and then I went back to vegetarian in like two thousand ten for like eight months, just because I was like so bored with everything I was eating and cooking, and, and so then, you just like and the, the I main... ate cheese pizza every day. It was it tasted awesome. <laughs> It felt like shit physically and emotionally. So what, and what's the main, 30 pounds. the main difference between vegetarian and vegan? Is it the lack of meat or is it the lack of animal products? Well, vegetarian, in general? you can have products that come from animals, but um, vegan is nothing to do with an animal at all across the board, period. Um, so you're eating nothing that comes from an animal at all. You're like, oh, no fish? No fish. No eggs? No, no. Why would you eat an egg? That's fucking weird. Yeah, that shit like is delicious. It's still weird. <laughs> I like, it is, yeah. it is weird. It's they even got weirder. a vegan egg now too. And you can make it like scrambled tofu. Um, but I mean, eggs were cool, but like, still, not at the cost, not at the cost that it has. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, chicken is the most slaughtered fucking animal in the world. Um, yeah, look up how they make chicken nuggets. Oh, I don't. We'll never do that. I oh, did, is I, that the pink slime stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Did, I, I, I watched that they, like, actually. Round up a bunch of like baby chickens or yeah. some shit. Right? Yeah. yeah, like you know beaks and all, and it's good you shit. know the male chicken. Like once uh, a chicken is hatched, every male chick is thrown in the garbage, uh, it literally into just garbage cans alive, mm-hmm. and they just suffocate under each other, and that's it. That's their fate. Yeah. From it's weird how that works. Like, and I hate to like touch base back on the factory farming thing again, but like. Yeah, if you ever take that little avenue, like stroll yeah. down that avenue once, yeah. and you'll fuck, it'll fuck no, you up a little bit. Fucking terrible. It's disgusting. It, it's, I don't understand how anybody could see that and then be like, oh, no, this is coach, man. I'm fucking, I'm going to eat some pigs later or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, literally, you see how, how terrible these animals are treated because, uh, the people that work in these, uh, in these businesses, don't give a fuck. Like they're they're doing the shittiest job imaginable. Yeah. Like you're fucking murdering something that's screaming at you mm-hmm. and bleeding all over the place. Um, so they're desensitized to all of these things. I read a book. The book that actually made me go vegan was a book called Slaughterhouse, and it, uh, it Slaughterhouse book, Slaughterhouse period. Oh, okay. You're thinking of five. Yeah. Uh, no. The, um, the there's there's a, another like uh, colon and then a long title after Slaughterhouse. <laughs> I don't remember what happened after Slaughterhouse, but. I read that and it talks about how like the home life of uh, factory farm workers and how many of them uh, are domestic abusers. Uh, they beat their kids and their wives and stuff. And then a lot of them are um, a lot of them are immigrants, uh, undocumented workers, and they get shit on. Not literally. Like they have to. They, like they, it's one thing they have to. They do. get paid, you know, uh, much less than 
you know, they're American, than, than American workers. Um, they also oftentimes, there's, there's been instances where they aren't allowed to go on break, uh, and they can't say much because they get fired. Not even, not, they're, they're scared of like losing their family and getting deported or whatever. Right, right, right. And the, the boss threatens them with, you know, these types of things. Um, and, you know, the, uh, the author went undercover to, to interview all the, you know, many different people from different areas that worked in these, uh, worked in these slaughterhouses. And it was just fucking terrible. It was like, all right, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how that linked, that, that just kind of like sealed the deal for all animal industries for me. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, no, I, I can't, with sound conscious, think this is an okay idea. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm of the age now where I'm trying to be more conscious of just like my diet in general. Yeah. And I don't know how you are, but, uh, I've gone down the conspiracy holes. You know, I've fallen down those black holes before where it's like Monsanto and just factory farming yeah. and all that other yeah. shit. Nestle. Yeah. <laughs> The Nestle one fucked me up a lot. Wait, which part? The water thing? The water or the slave thing. I didn't, I don't know anything about the slave thing. I oh, did watch a water yeah. documentary where they go and they like just fucking steal all the water for free and then they mm-hmm. sell it. But yeah. then it was the ones where they were like in India. Mm-hmm. That's like they have like these plants in India or something like that where the entire town is like no water, but yeah. they're like pumping it, chumping the water out for free. Yeah. And they have like one little spigot that the town can come to on the outside. They're like, building or whatever but yeah the, the nestle one was kind of fucked up but yeah that's terrible so i don't watch the documentary but i'm 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 slightly privy to uh, a little bit of this a little bit of that and a little bit of this yeah but it's easy and, to see how that all that shit's connected yeah of course. and how like you know and nestle has like a million companies and you don't even know that it's a nestle company yeah um and they, they're just getting money. zephyr hills was one that i recently learned is a nestle poland company. springs yeah almost every kind almost any kind of water you can possibly think of with a different name unless it unless it's Unless, you know, there's... Cokes or Pepsi's water or whatever. Like yeah, and even the then, it's still not, you know... Still oh, of course, yeah, it's the same fucking situation. Yeah. But, yeah, it's real hard to go to, like, a regular gas station in any kind of podunk town and not get a Nestle water. Yeah, so how do you, yeah. how, how do you go on tour and be, like, and eat and just survive? Oh, sweet child. <laughs> it's 2019. <laughs> I know now, but, like, you... For you, the last braved it for five years. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was Taco Bell every day and getting, like, bean burritos. So was, oh, okay, bean burritos. Um, that was it, like, for many years. Um, we'd always have, like... Uh, certain spots, Red Bamboo in, in Manhattan, which was always a must stop at every tour. Um, certain places have been open for years. Um, many places just popped up. Like Louisville is now a hotbed for like vegan food, mm-hmm. which is wild. Like the uh, Louisville vegan jerk, uh, jerky company oh, cool. opened up a restaurant and, uh, it's the best beef jerky you could possibly ever get. And they opened up a restaurant that has like faux sandwiches. So you can get like a Arby sandwich. It's called a Farby. And like you get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, uh, without all the homophobia. It's awesome. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's awesome. It's, they have all kinds of wild stuff, but, um, certain little pockets of areas have like amazing spots like Jacksonville, even Jacksonville. Um, back when, when Aaron used to play here often, um, there was like almost nothing. Yeah. Now you got like Sweet Theory, you got Sushi Go has a whole vegan menu. Yeah. There's like, a lot of, I mean, like a lot of people like, like yourself probably grew up. Not having those options and then became of age and they're like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna do something about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome. Really fucking the industries. Yeah. You know, fucking the industry. Until they become the industry, which a couple companies have. But But even then, you know, like, with. It's better, I guess, you know. But with knowing um, what I kind of know about certain, the way things are done currently now, like with like, like companies like Monsanto, which they just rebranded or some shit, right? Aren't they like Bayer now or some shit? 
Oh, Bayer owns a lot of things. Yeah, I think they bought. I think Bayer bought Monsanto, and they just like changed their name to Bayer. I, 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 that could be. That needs to be like fact checked or some shit. But it's funny actually. I didn't realize how um, how things are so connected. If you pull off on the side of the road, and not everywhere, but this particular instance, somewhere in Florida, because you you see rows of cows when you're going down any highway, yes. you see lots of cows. It, um, one time we pulled off the side of the road because we're trying to pet cows. Because fuck it, um, and they had. Uh, these, uh, things, these, uh, like big discs on their ears. I think it's for Tags. pesticides. Yeah. Uh, but it, all of them say, said bear on them. Like mm. They're just bear products. I think it was, a uh, um, like a, to keep the fleas away or mm-hmm. not fleas, uh, like flies or something. I don't know. Uh, but it was just like, that's fucking crazy that this company would make. I mean, I guess there's a ask for every seat. You know what I mean? Right. So if, if something needs to be made, even as shitty as something like, uh, you know, cow slaughter. <laughs> They're gonna put a, you know, make a product for that thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's wild how, how involved one company can be with, and then just make, you know, just have a bunch of separate other companies. Right. All operate under one, you know. The umbrella situation. Yeah. But it's also weird how all that shit is just connected. And like Bayer yeah. would have the money, or not, I shouldn't just single one company out, but big companies have the money to then pay other people to fuck out, to fuck over other people. Of course. To, to fuck over the public, I should say. To better suit their company's needs oh, and shit. Yeah, and it's just weird how that that's all allowed well, and worked. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the tip of the capitalism iceberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna, you know, this is not the podcast for fucking, that. <laughs> let's fucking ruin everybody's life. Uh, you know, as long as, as long as we're okay for the next, you know, 20 minutes, let's fuck it over everybody <laughs> right, else. Right, right, right. You know. Um, so, we're getting, we're getting along here. Not, not that it's long, but I just want to get some remembering. No, I don't stop talking ever. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. And that, that makes for a good podcast. I'm not going to complain one bit. It makes it a lot easier, but let's, let's touch on some remembering never stuff. Uh, obviously the big, the big question would be last year or the year before we were supposed to get a, uh, supposed to have a remembering never album in 2019. I didn't even ask about that. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. It's. <laughs> It's gonna happen when it happens. The fans would like to know. No one really cares. It's it's funny though. Like now now that we've spoken, and I know like where your your kind of your passion lays would be, you know, with with Ether Coven and yeah. stuff. Uh, does it seem like it's just kind of like a? I don't want to use the word burden, but just kind of like something that you have to do. Like the the new remembering never. You record. don't. I don't have to do it. I don't, it Obviously, you don't like have to that. put it out for anything. But does it, uh, as far as burden goes, does it feel like something that. You do know that there's like fans out there waiting for it and whatnot. And that just That's a weird concept. I, I know. know. I, I, feel you. I don't know how to. I, don't, I, I can't really worry about that kind of stuff. Like, if they cared that much, they would be like super amped on anything I'm doing now, which you know is cool. True. I mean, and everybody. I feel like when you grow up out of hardcore. Not that I've grown up out of hardcore because I, you know, still go to shows and stuff. Um, but you either play country music or doom, and I feel like I'm trying to do country music one day. You know, what I mean? <laughs> but um, got the new Aaron Lewis over here. Yeah, dude, I love Aaron Lewis. You kind of similar. Um, you look kind of like him. That's what people have said. Yeah. And actually, I, I used to do like, uh, me and my ex used to do like a, a like a little band thing mm-hmm. where it was like folky time kind of. And they're like, oh, that kind of sounds like, oh, I don't know how to take that, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, eventually we'll, we'll get to it when the time is right. Like we're just, I've had so much ether stuff going on that like I just haven't had time to sit down and I'm, I'm actually going to try and write stuff for it. Um, cause me and Danny wrote the majority of the first three records that we did. So the first record that I didn't write any of the riffs on was God Save Us, mm-hmm. which is arguably the best one. Um, even though some people would say the one before that 
Um, con, art, con artist was or what was it? Is that, that the next on, one? Uh, on, that was on God Save Us. Um, but yeah, oh, I'm thinking of Women and Children Die First. Yeah, okay. people people for some reason think that's the best one. It's just real boring shit. Like I just really want to rip off Disembodied and Unbroken Wings. That's it. <laughs> uh, and I did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, me and Danny wrote the bulk of that record, anyhow. Um, so I want to get back to writing more stuff and and. You know, we, we have a, a, a great lineup. It's, you know, it's me and Danny still. And then, um, David Paul, who played in a band called Feralux and Steven Vasquez, who's been with us for years and years and years. Um, like, a, he's like a hardcore South Florida hardcore scene veteran. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, we'll get to it when the time is right. Um, we're slowly putting ideas together. Um, we haven't been in a room together since in a while. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've just been out of town with, with either stuff and we just recorded and, you know, holidays and stuff and three of the dudes have, everybody except for me has a family. So, um, yeah, kids and stuff. So. Yeah, it's a big thing these days. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what, what you're supposed to do when you get up and grow up and you <laughs> I know, know. get old. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah. So it's just, you know, they have that going on. I have this going on and, um, yeah, I mean, ideas are not, the ideas aren't nil. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna happen. We're probably gonna get a lot of headway done this year. Um, pretty excited about what we're gonna do. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff kicking around just, you know, in mm-hmm. here. And, uh, yeah, Danny's really excited about it. I talked to him recently. Um, and he was just like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get an electronic drum set so I can play in my house. <laughs> um, he just had a, a baby, uh, I think she's a little over a year, maybe two years. Yeah, drum sets don't go well with that. Yeah, yeah. Cutest kid. Um, just say real drum sets. Yeah. Don't go well with that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have nap times and and all that other shit. Yeah, it's important. You know, I guess kids gotta sleep, you know, so you can't be more than you at least. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yes. I don't know. I forgot what sleep was like. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were saying because your voice might be out because you weren't sleeping, but I was like, also, you you know, you're on tour and. Well, even, even when we're home, I sleep five hours a night, which sounds like a lot, but. It's, I just wake up and go to fall asleep late or wake up ass early and this is where we're at. I wake up and I just, I just lie awake and I'm just thinking about all the things that need to be done that day or think of all the regrets I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> One of the two. Usually How can both. I fix this world? Yeah. Yeah. Let ponder, ponder that. Yeah. So when the name mean Pete, cause that's how okay. I know it. I, I've known you. Oh, for many years is that. This is what we're doing now. <laughs> Where did the name Mead Pete come from? Is it just because you were just being a dick on your sidekick back in the day or? Nah. I love sidekicks. Man. Yeah, a lot I can't people, imagine how many news I got in my T-mail that I'll never see ever again. <laughs> this is bullshit. Um, I saw Fred Durst recorded his little porno on his sidekick that one time. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Well, we are in Jacksonville, so we got to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Take him to the Matthews Bridge. It's right over the street. Oh, Lord. Um, no, actually. Because when we when we did until the end, um, everybody in the band was like an established hardcore dude. Uh, so Wiley was like, "Oh, we got to give you some kind of nickname." And I was like, "Oh, good, here we go." And uh, he's like, "Ah, oh, Mean Pete." And I was like, "Okay, great." Yeah. So then, ever ever since then, he just called me that, and everybody else called me that, and it was in like liner notes and stuff. And that's it, because you know everybody. It was like um, it was like some kind of wild supergroup. Mm-hmm. Ben Zillian was, was like, you know, Wiley was in Morning Again, uh, and The Weapon, and Culture, and 
two dudes from Poison the Well and one of the dudes from Keepsake who in, you know, worldwide terms isn't huge, but in South Florida they were a huge thing. Um, and a dude from 200 North who turned into play in Circus Survive, who still plays for Circus Survive, which cool. is kind of weird. Yeah. So the Circus, dude from Circus Survive <laughs> was in my stupid, shitty, straight edge band from 2000 something or other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brendan's cool as fuck. I saw him a couple years ago. Um, they were just here with Rockville nice. too, like we were talking about earlier. I was actually going to see, I think. You were here like having lunch that day or one of those days. Probably. We were supposed to link up then. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, we went, me and our drummer, Justin, went to go see, uh, I think Full of Hell in Tampa or Ybor or something. And we were driving by and then it said Circus Survive, like fucking two blocks away. So that was weird. So we went over there and said hi and it was cool. But yeah. I always thought it was because you were just a very opinionated person. And cause, no, like, that were, came way later. Yeah. It, it, and it could just be like me being just like, just some kid that lived under a rock. But yeah. at, the, at the time, uh, you were one of the more opinionated lyricists at the time yeah. that I was listening to. So. When you have a stupid fucking nickname like this, it's easy to go that route. No. Uh, people like weirdly make up things about you. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Cause I would just go to cities and be like, dude, I heard all, I was like, what the fuck? Some, like, apparently I hit people with bar stools. Yeah, I was trying to, I was saying like, uh, I, I stole somebody's flat brim hat and sidekick <laughs> or something. I don't even know. I mean, I've seen some lamb go comments that just said some real outlandish shit. I was just like, that none of that ever yeah, but happened. Yeah, it's wild shit. It's anonymous, like, bro. Yeah. But no, yeah. I was thinking, I was trying to, uh, research like more drama shit. Cause I remember like hearing all that when I was mm-hmm. younger too. Well, so that's I... the lit thing, which we don't need to talk about, <laughs> but, um, that was a fun time. Okay. Well, that was one of Alex's questions. Oh, good. <laughs> you guys ever made up, but <laughs> no, actually, um, it's funny because me and Danny went, they were, they were lit was playing at this club in South Florida. Are you talking and, about the the actual incident, or this is after? The oh, fact? this is after the fact. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> um, so clearly, yes, we did it. It was us. I don't think we ever publicly. Yeah. You can Google it, or you can, look, you can somebody, look it up on Lamb Goat. <laughs> yeah, and someone from another band, which we're not going to throw them under the bus because we ain't snitches. Um, but um, uh, either way, so yeah, all that stuff happened. It was a fun time, and uh, so we went to a club that they were playing, maybe a year later, and. Uh, I was buddy buddy with the owner of the club and we go in and there's a dude sitting in the, in his office and the, the owner of the bar. And, uh, he was like, he was like, and I knew that they were there. I didn't know that this person had anything to do with them. So, uh, he introduced us. He was like, Oh, this is, you know, Peter and Danny from Remember Never. And this dude that was sitting there was just like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I know that, you know, my, my guys, they're a little out of touch with this and that, and they don't understand. And this dude seemed, uh, pretty, pretty aware of, you know, hardcore culture, even slightly, you know, not, not, you know, um, but he was like, uh, and just like, you know, he's a super nice guy, and he was just like, yeah, there. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's cool. It's, cool. Yeah. it's fine. Like, they just talk shit about us on the internet. Like, it's done and done oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fine. Like, you know, um, but, um, and then like five minutes later, he was like, Oh, the guys want to know if you want to come up on the bus. And it was like, No, I don't know. Same even... bus? Was it the same bus? Oh, I don't know. I should have, should have checked. I should have checked. Um, but, um, uh, I was just like, Yeah, no, I don't, I don't need to hang out with dudes with like fucking chin ponytails and right. stuff. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Like, That's like some early, early 2000s or late 90s, 2000s yeah. fucking we just, DJs. Yeah. 
Like we just stopped in just cause. Yeah. We're just like, fuck it. Let's, let's see, let's see where this road takes us. And How's this experience going to play out? But he was like real, real like remorseful and like embarrassed and rightfully so. Like I guess they said some like real silly shit and which yeah. sparked the whole thing. Um, so yeah, you've made up. Yeah. Made I guess, up. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Fine. No we'll, ill will. We'll say it's a draw. Yeah. They may not even remember it at this point, huh? I don't know, man. It was, they dedicated their homepage on their website to us. <laughs> so, yeah. Could you imagine if it happened nowadays where a band, with, uh, oh. cause I'm mean, assuming lit was pretty big at the time. They were on the way down. They were very much, they were on a bus. Yeah. With a trailer, but they were very much not. But it's not lit now. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, they're, they're way down now. Or, yeah. I don't know, but, man. They might be like, kind of like made men because they're on VH1. True. You know, and they do like that, that, like, you know, ever, they just research all the 20 year old yeah. songs and stuff. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> What's the other, there's a couple other things. Um, so are you still, are you still doing the straight edge thing? And, and, yeah, I mean, I don't really talk about it often because it's, it's like, that's the most basic fucking thing you can do for yourself. Well, my, my um, question is, uh, my questions that would pertain to that would be, uh, cause you're from Florida too. Yeah. Uh, we have this big problem with like the opioid situation, probably yeah. more so where you down south in your area, more so. Um, how do you feel about like just the opioid situation in general? But how do you feel about like the medical marijuana thing too? Or do you? Because I, I mean, I uh, I had stances personally. Like I didn't when I was younger and, and hardcore and stuff too. I didn't drink for a number of years. Yeah, and then I started drinking afterwards. <clears throat> and then I'm back to no drinking or not no drinking, but very sparingly. Yeah. Uh, however, I did like, Look at this yeah, I know, right. <laughs> oh I did goodness. like fall into like marijuana way later in life. Yeah. So my question is like, how do you feel about like, like the way marijuana is going in the country as far as Florida goes too? I think we as a society are fucking embarrassing. Um, the fact that we let alcohol and tobacco industries determine laws is totally fucked. Yeah, obviously. lobbying and everything. Yeah. yeah that's it. So that's the only reason marijuana isn't legal. Uh, marijuana is a big proponent of the war on drugs and how um, basically society, or uh, sorry, the system keeps slavery enacted is by putting people in jail and prison, uh, mostly people of color, uh, and you know they're working for you know pennies a day on a marijuana charge from fucking 15 years ago or yeah. whatever. Uh, and, and some of those charges are way longer than like uh, abuse charges or like, yeah. you know, oftentimes they're more, uh, they're more severe than, than domestic abuse or any violent get, crimes. Yeah. And, violent crimes. What I should have said, but uh, uh, it's, it's also easier to get a strike. Yeah. You know, like the three strike system or whatever yeah. shit. So, yeah. So it, it's, it's just fucking embarrassing. It's like, it's like, it's, it is a plant. That anyone could grow at any point in time, uh, maybe not make it illegal. Like you can't. That'd be like, oh, we're, we know what? Orange trees got to come down. Orange juice is canceled. Like, yeah. You know, it's like fuck you. That shit comes from the earth. Like, don't be a dickhead about it. Uh, plus, it helps a lot of people with even outside of just getting high. Like, it helps people, you know, with nausea and stuff um, that have a hard time, you know, uh, because of maybe other medications they're right. on or whatever. Like. Um, well, they're all the, the whole CBD thing too, where you can get like the yeah. non-psychoactive parts of yeah. the cannabis plant and shit like that that help you with like anxiety or just kind of, 
I've been thinking about getting my dogs that. I'm mostly unfamiliar. I actually have one of my dogs on uh, a CBD product. Um, she's older. Mm-hmm, yeah. She's vegan. I have two <laughs> vegan dogs. Um, but uh, this particular thing is not vegan, so I need. I want to switch her out eventually. But um, yeah, I just started on some stuff. I think veganism slows down dogs' aging process. Really? I was going to ask you, like, yeah, how she's like 15, out? 16, pit bull, and oh, wow. she looks like she's. It looks like she's about nine. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, either way, I've done the grain free. I've been doing yeah, the all that's free. just just marketing tools. Honestly, like they don't that, that means nothing. Like anytime a dog's allergic, we're talking about like my professional things. Yeah. Anytime a dog's allergic <laughs> to something, typically it's going to be their dog food. Typically it's going to be the protein in the dog food. Typically it's going to be an animal protein in the dog food. So because they're getting it from probably a factory farm. But yeah, I mean, like any most dry foods is like slaughterhouse floor uh, scrapings. And just dehydrated. That's gross. I never even thought about that. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're fucking me up even more. Sorry. Damn it. I mean, hey, listen, it's the truth of the matter. You gotta figure I, it out I, one yeah. day. I can't shun um, away from it now. Yeah, no, it's too late. Um, I mean, you can give dogs like raw meat diets. I've seen that, but then, you know, we got pancreatitis and stuff. Yeah. So there's a whole, you know, many things. Anyhow, how did we get here? We were talking about, well, originally, oh, we were talking about marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> yeah. So, back to that. Yeah, I mean, um, have I, you ever dabbled in it or anything like that? No, I mean, I've I never smoked. Weed ever in my life. Okay. Not once. Um, people don't believe that either. I mean, well, when I was 13, yeah. I was like, oh, uh, uh, by the time I, I made, by the time I found out what straight edge was, uh, I had already stopped my experimental phase, which is like alcohol and cigarettes and stuff. Um, so then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be straight edge now. Cause yeah. now that I know that there's a term for how I feel already. Um, so yeah, I've never fucked with it, but I mean, you know, it it definitely should be legal. Like I mean, really, all drugs should be legal, and then figure out how to manage it from there. Right. Um, I'm not that might be an unpopular opinion on in the straight edge community, uh, but I mean, if you want to look at real problems and how um, crime, uh, drug related crime affects people and communities, then that's the only way to go, really. Yeah, but it doesn't affect the white community as much. Exactly. Actually. It, well, in the it, opioids, it, I think that that's starting to like bleed over into like yeah. the country clubs, but you know. yeah, of course, of course. Well, they got they got their own little fancy drugs, but <laughs> cocaine. The main reason that drugs aren't uh, legal is because then it would take away from alcohol and tobacco. Of course, that's it. Yeah. So, and a lot of these drugs that they've made are just to kind of like circumvent making pot legal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I feel like, you know, everybody, well, you wants, know, everybody wants to take something a step further, which is understandable because we live in a terrible fucking world and you need anything to cope with anything. Um, so I get it. I'm, I'm, I understand. So how do you cope with this world? Do you do like a bunch of uh, flotation tanks and just kind of No, like I really want to do yoga? that one day. That sounds wild. You know, there's one opening up like really? across the street here. All right, let's do a fucking it's gonna be fucking date. crazy Interview from Actually, the fucking hey, dunk yeah, ne- yeah, next time you yeah. come up, because it's open, we can go over there right now. But <laughs> oh, next sure. time, yeah, we'll, we'll head over there. It'll be great. It'll be great. Um, yeah, but how, how do you just de-stress and shit like that from everything? Uh, honestly, it? when I'm home, I don't have time to worry about things. I try to like... I don't have time to like, I don't know. If I spent money on drugs and alcohol, I would have no money because yeah. I'm very, I, uh, I, I'm very habit forming. Like right now, I'm drinking a lot of boba tea. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, our guitar player is really big into beers. You probably so, don't drink a lot of like sodas either. No, yeah. so literally, if I'm if I got a drink in my hand, it's water, um, or in the last couple of weeks, boba tea, and like coffees, like different, you know, um. But yeah, I don't know. Just any yoga, no meditation, not like that. I have done yoga. 
Um, I try to go. My gym has like little classes and stuff, so I'll go and, and when I, when I can. Kind of yeah. depends on. But um, it's cool. It's fine. It's it helps with you know when you get old because you have back problems. I think the stuff. stretching it, you know, it would yeah, be way good for stretching. You hot yoga once? Fuck that, dude. It was terrible. I haven't tried any yoga class. Oh, but it's no, something it's that I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Sure, no, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. I, mean, I live we, I live in the hipster district, as you could tell. Yeah. A lot of yoga. I'm surprised no one's doing fucking yoga on the sidewalk. Oh, bro. White people find any any excuse to do the yoga. There's a park anymore. right next door here. You can exactly. go over there. There's a yoga class yesterday going on. I was somewhere and oh. At the, there's a fucking farmer's market down south called the Yellow Green Farmer's Market. And it's awesome. They have too many vegan options, of course. Um, but it's like an airplane hangar that they hollow, like they, not hollowed out because it's already hollow, mm-hmm. but, um, turned into a farmer's market. It's huge. And it, it's gotten so popular now that they have, keep in mind, it's concrete floors. They have fucking yoga. Uh, where there it was like a driveway. Mm-hmm. Now they just have like a yoga class. It's like, dude, what the fuck? You don't need to do yoga here. It's weird. <laughs> like, just let me buy my goddamn vegetables right. and get some vegan ice cream and fucking hit the road. They're doing the acro yoga where they have like partners and they like no, do like start to oh, lay type thing. I'm sure it's gonna get some kind of ridiculousness soon. But it's like you can't do yoga on concrete, dog. Fucking yeah, it doesn't it, go somewhere else. Like that sucks. But yeah, that's <clears throat> yoga, man. So what's uh, what's on the uh, what's on the outlook for for Peter? Going forward, good question. Do you want to become a vet? No, you, no, you just no, no. Okay, it's, it's just kind of like the only thing I, I accidentally landed there, um, and then over the years I've just done it because it's the only, now it's the only thing I know how to do like professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, what about politics? Does that ever interest you? Because I mean, obviously, I thought about it thing. actually, but then I was like an opinionated mm. gentleman like yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'll leave it to people that are better, <laughs> uh, better to articulate points. Uh, Justin from Indecision or Most Precious Blood is a politician. Yeah, yeah, he did doing he, good things. Did he become a did he become a city council person or I'm mayor? not I'm not up to up to date. I know he was he's whatever he's doing, he's he, I'm really excited to see all of his updates and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's good to have someone on the inside kinda um, the guy from uh, the Beto the Beto guy. He's like the punk rock skateboarder guy from like Oh fuck that guy. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like cool politicians that are just like middle of the road fence walking fucking pieces of shit i think he lands on that um you know i mean if it was up to me we'll leave it off we'll leave off record what's up if it was up to me you know because the world would look much different but um yeah i don't know politics would be cool but i think i i i wouldn't i'm bad at refraining from saying things yeah yeah, yeah. except for just now obviously. that's why podcasts are horrible probably for you yeah oh yeah you can't chop and screw Foot this thing. Mouth, All the yeah. ums, um, um, you know, uh. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I think I would be really shitty when someone would want to suggest something that was, you know, inefficient. Mm-hmm. Like, no, stop talking. Like, just, that might be the way to go, though. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people maybe waste a lot of time. On I also it. don't want to wear a suit. Yeah, In- you could be the only dude with like you know band tees and like black jeans. It's not even that. Like, I'm fine with looking relatively presentable. I just don't want to wear fucking pants in South Florida, you know, in the summer. That's it. Yeah. So fuck that. And here yeah. you are wearing pants. And- I know. Well, I figured to be filming something, <laughs> so I was like, I gotta, I gotta look relatively presentable here. Um. So okay. Well, what musically? What we have? You are going to put out another Ether Coven yeah. album, right? Yeah. Uh, Century Media is putting out our new record, which is called. It's going to be called Everything Is Temporary Except for Suffering. Except suffering. There's no four in there. 
But um, we recorded with Eric Rutan, who plays in Hate Eternal. And that's the one you just did in, in yeah. Tampa, right? You were yeah. just recording? He played in Morbid Angel, which was fucking huge. Like, we sent emails to two people. Um, Kurt Ballou at God City. <laughs> Who didn't never responded. <laughs> um, I didn't expect him to respond. And Eric Rutan, who gotta, also you, I did not expect to respond. You, you miss all the shots you don't take, Pete. Yeah, exactly. But those are the only, we, there was, uh, we, we were talking about Andreas, uh, from Scarlet, who mm-hmm. records also. Um, but I think we got a response from Eric Rutan and it just made sense because he lived in Florida. And, um, so he was like really receptive. He was like amped. Like he heard it. He like listened to it before he sent an email back and, um, he was like, oh, this is, this is really cool stuff, you know, and I saw this email and like, I've listened to Warburg Angel since I was fucking 12 years old, 13 years yeah. old. Whenever, whenever Covenant came out, I lost my shit. And same thing with our other guitar player, huge Warburg Angel fans, especially that era and domination and then, you know, the records after. But, um, we like lost it when he emailed back. He's like, why are you emailing me back? You're not, you're supposed to ignore yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, and then he, like, after we responded again, he listened to it again, I guess. And, like, he's not the kind of person that needs to blow smoke up anybody's ass. But he was, like, fucking amped up. He was like, yeah, I just spent some time with the songs, and this is really, really awesome stuff. Like, I'm really amped to work with you guys. And um it was the most humbling experience I'd ever had in my entire life because we, it was the most prepared I'd ever been for any record ever. Mm-hmm. Especially an Ether record. Is a lot of that because you looked up to so and so, or to that person for so long? No, it's just more so that like he, he, he had, he gave us some suggestions or kind of like a little checklist to make sure we had before going in. And we had pretty much everything nailed out, which was more prepared than we'd ever been ever. We got there and realized we were not fucking prepared even a little bit. <laughs> and we were so thank you. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean. It, Cause it was, it's like a really nice, huge fucking studio. Like, really professional. Well, they do a lot of, uh. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, I was like, they do a lot of death metal type shit down there. Yeah. And it's, like, Cannibal Corpse records there, and that's all I need for anything. Like, okay, that's, I'm set. I'm yeah. good. Um. Corpse Grinder come by? Nah, I wish. Yeah, you, you didn't go shopping with him? Or no, I love, I just started following him. Just, he just gets real amped on Target. I'm just like, oh, he does man. that scan, he scans yeah. the points and I shit. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, 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 just, it's that's the thing that that's the stuff that the internet's good for these days. Yeah. You get to see like all these different sides of people and you wouldn't think that the guy from Cannibal Corpse yeah. is going to be out here like searching for deals at Target. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, it was just a cool experience. It was great. Um, we just realized we need to do everything better and be much more prepared and, you know, kind of, you know, it, it bro- I'm not trying to be like pretentious guy, mm-hmm. but you know, like broke us down and realized like, okay, we don't know anything like as individuals and as a band. Like, is it different? Is it a different approach with either Coven than it was with like Bishop or Remembering Never? Well, yeah, cause I'm playing guitar for sure. Um, and all I had to do was just show up, yell some stuff and. So you weren't, you weren't recording guitar. You were just writing riffs on the other albums. You weren't recording. Anything. Correct. Okay. How I, I recorded guitar? Women and Children. Um, I don't know. I played when I was in high school and then stopped once, I think once Women and Children came out, I stopped playing guitar and then I started again in like 2010 or something. Cause I, I that was something I, I was, I didn't know, yeah. which is probably my own fault in general. Just oh, being no, like not up to date. But when I saw you guys playing last night and you were on guitar, I was like, holy shit. So I just wondered how long you had been playing guitar. Yeah. Or... It's not anything I took seriously cause I always sang in the band. I played guitar for Remembering Never originally. 
Um, and then I, once our singer quit, someone had to sing and we tried some people out and it didn't work. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I got some shit to say. I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm playing guitar for a couple minutes and now I have to play guitar way more because I'm not good. <laughs> and I didn't realize that until I got to the studio. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, so do you know like music theory? I should ask Fuck you. No. Okay. On. Do you know like, well, cause I just did, well, I just sat down with Tim from Undrowth mm-hmm. and he, doesn't like I could ask him like, "Hey, play an A chord," and he's like, "I don't know what that is." Yeah, so I, I think in anything rooted in punk rock, you're not going to know anything like just that. Just bar chords, just bar chords. Yeah, I mean, we do some. You know, I, I don't really, we don't really do bar. And chords I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that that but, to just to downplay your playing. Oh yeah, the, no, I, I understand songs, all that totally. Like, but because like you know, Underoath, our Tim writes shit that's crazy too. And it's just he just doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Doesn't know what it is. Can't relay it to the to the person oh, to, to like a person. It's like people are like, "Oh, you're so good at guitar." It's like, no, I can play what I write, and that's it. Yeah. Anything else? Forget it. Like, um, you know, I just write things. Like, if it makes me want to kill myself or punch through someone's face, I know I'm doing. I'm I'm on the right path. On the right track. And that's kind of anything else that's like middle ground or like I'm feeling all right about it is gets thrown out. You know, thrown out immediately. So. Is there any, uh, is there any Bishop stuff in the works or is Oh no, we broke up. Canned? No, we already did like the comeback thing for a couple of years. Um, wrote a record, put out a record and it was cool. It was the best version of us than we'd ever been. It was, you know, um, we're a little older and stuff and, but no, I mean, that's done. Um, we got offers to play shows here and there, but I just, don't have time and I mean I wouldn't mind doing it I just don't want to hear people go oh they're doing it again I told you they were going to be back it's like it's like nah dude it's like I'm not like I don't want to play until the end shows either we did that FYFS which was cool mm-hmm. but like my only like kind of stipulation thing like yeah I don't want to resurrect things that don't need to be resurrected I'm not the kind of guy that like lives in the past that like rests on my laurels or whatever it is mm-hmm. um, I'm not like a glory days hardcore guy I hate those conversations um, but if someone's like, hey, I'm going to give you X amount of money and you're going to be playing with these bands and if it's bands I'm fucking amped on, like, yes, let's yeah, fucking, yeah. let's, I want to see that and I don't want to pay and I don't want to fly, <laughs> I don't want to pay to fly there. <laughs> right, right, right. So let's do that. Like, yeah. you know. Um, benefits so yeah. me a lot. Well, it benefits me more to do yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if it's a fest or something that, like, I'm amped on, then definitely, like, cool, sign me up. If you're going to pay me a couple bucks to go play a fest with cool bands or friends or both, like, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, uh, so I guess now we're just, uh, what, waiting on the rumoring never stuff that's going to come hopefully later this year, maybe next year, whenever you guys get it. Probably next year is kind of late now. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> but, uh, what other, before we get you out of here, I know you're probably hungry at this point. Um, are you saying this because I'm fat? Nah. I understand it. I mean, nah. don't look at this. Ignore all this. Just <laughs> turn the fucking screen off. Shirts uh, crazy. what are your other passions outside of like history and, you know, animals and stuff? Is that like, do you? I don't want to. I'm a very boring your... fucking person. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I like it's records. Like wow, or something. You like records? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I grew up super into music because like I didn't have many friends. So a lot of people, you know, the, the the first time I ever hung out with my dad ever, I was in like seventh grade and I was in New York visiting, and he like picked me up from my aunt's house, <clears throat> and my favorite two bands at the time were Nine Inch Nails and Pantera, <laughs> and I fucking was too, you know. And like I brought my cassette tapes into his car and put them in, and he was like, "Peter, you need to forget all this and play some football or basketball or something." 
I'm just like, you're the right size for all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like, bro, you don't even know me, dog. Like, don't fucking tell me, you know, what's what. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean. Do you collect like vinyl and shit then? Yeah. Yeah. Too much. One of those it. nerds? Yeah. I got, I got a little And CDs. Yeah. See, I've started doing CDs recently too. Yeah. Just because, like, I gave them all away when I was a kid. And, and I want all, you know. But that's 7 Mary 3 CD, man. Woo! <laughs> heater. Straight heater 1010. I remember getting... Ferret would send me, I had my own website when I was a kid too. Mm-hmm. So I was like a kid and I had my own little hardcore website and I would just, my house would get inundated with packages. My parents mm-hmm. would freak out. I remember getting the first, your first remembering never. I got that one. They sent me a package. Uh, Ferret sent me a package. It was that one. Was the Rise a band on there too? No. Yeah. It, around that same time and there was another Scarlet something. Scarlet, yo. I think Scarlet. That called classic record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was Scarlet, The Rise. They had like some record with some guy on the front. It was like, whatever. And then your, uh, remembering never when she looked so pretty in red or blood. Something like that. Something. That's fine. Dying bush. Yeah. A dead dying thing. Something. But anyway. Yeah, I've been trying to get a lot of those CDs back because when I'm streaming shit in the car, the audio quality isn't as ideal. You don't realize like, because even MP3s, I don't, you don't realize how good MP3 sound until you listen to something streaming. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this sounds terrible. And then you don't realize how good CDs sound until you listen to streaming as well. Yeah. Which sounds worse than MP3 somehow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I get it. Cause anytime I have an op- opportunity, like I had the, one of the newer Thou records or CDs in my car for like months. So I've listened to that Magus record. Um, probably a hundred times just cause it just sounds awesome and it's the only CD that was in my car for yeah. a long time. But, um, yeah, CDs are awesome. I mean, I like them. Yeah. And a lot of stuff you just can't find anymore, anywhere. And a lot of, it's like a lot well, of stuff physical isn't copies streaming. are also becoming more rare in general just cause yeah. again, the internet and downloading yeah. and shit. So like, you know, Franz was saying that they were, Franz from Attila, they were going, they were pressing like, a thousand or two thousand copies of the CD, mm-hmm. like that was it was like a limited run CD uh, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing vinyl too, but <clears throat> that's a weird world because like, and I think it is often like someone. I have an iPod. People are like, why the fuck do you have an iPod still? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, um, every fucking giant song ever isn't on Spotify, right? Or Apple Music or whatever other. Sh- I only use Spotify, but um. If I want to hear some like wildly obscure, like flowers in the attic, that shit's not going to be on Spotify. Right, 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 right. Like no matter what, like you can find all this like weird old obscure shit that like just isn't going to be there. Like the Brothers Keeper four song box office smash EP thing or whatever. That's just not on Spotify. I have it on my iPod. You yeah. Know what I mean, like I can get it whenever I want. I can hear whenever exactly. I want. Like you could load it up on YouTube, but who the fuck is going to listen to YouTube? Like that, that, if you close your damn phone, if you're not paying for YouTube, if you close your phone screen, YouTube stops playing. Exactly. So, like, I just have, like, all kinds of awesome, cool shit that's on my iPod that is never going to be uh, streaming on the Internet. So, yeah. um, it's like, that's why. Because I want to listen to, you know, this. It's kind of uh, it's kind of been rough for, for me being, like, a, a vinyl collector. I only really... The stuff that I collect on vinyl, I would say, would be, like, from my nostalgia phase when I was in hardcore. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, like, a band that I'm really about or, like, a, like hip-hop or something like that, I'll, I'll buy gotcha. the vinyl. Um or like Led Zeppelin and shit, like all those old shit. But most of it, I was trying to get like just hardcore and like all that kind of yeah. scene vinyl. Around here, it's been kind of tough because oh, you yeah. know there's not like a there's a new record store. I know, yeah. The guy from or the the, the bass player from Bane or whatever is 
Oh, I don't know who it is. I just it's like a touring bass player from Bane or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, the, the the one record store that was in Jacksonville was bad. We have a couple now, but they don't really. The one at Five Points. There was one at Five Points called Anchors Up or Anchors. I don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't. Was not never good. met. Never went there. They had a small section, um, like from the Dead Tank, uh, that Dead Tank puts out, I guess, which is a couple a couple of things were cool there. But aside from that, it was like I think I bought a Waylon record there, mm-hmm. like years ago, and like that was there was it was just. It was a cool setup because I had like a little stage in the back where you can have like little shows and stuff. Um, but they just, they just didn't have new stuff or good use stuff, yeah. I should say. Cause I don't really give a fuck about like brand new things coming out because you can get those through the mail or, yeah, or, online or, or at a show. Yeah. But like I try to get like new stuff that's just like out of print or things that you're not going to find everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know how many records that Rick James has that are, aren't even on CD? <laughs> so many. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Well, not only that, they're gonna sound better. And that, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. no, I'm really interested to see how this, the Tiger, I think it's Tiger Records. I mean, if it's curated by someone that fucking knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna uh, be, it's gonna decent. be awesome. Like, it, you know, it's gonna be fun. Just because they're gonna, they're probably gonna go out on a limb for some like rare type, yeah. hardcore type shit. Yeah, I mean, not even that, just like staying current on things. Like, I know a lot of people, especially our age, are like, I only listen to music from 2004 to 2010. Yeah. And it's like, alright, well, you're missing out on, so much cool shit. Yeah. Um, as long as someone that's keeping up on the current things and current goings on, um, it'll be great. Uh, the problem is, is, you know, people rely too much on the shit that they listen to when they were heavy music, uh, listeners and it's like, the they want that nostalgia. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Like I'm not a nostalgic person as far as like music stuff goes. Like I, uh, for certain things, yes, but there's also, there's so much room for, current things is you know yeah it's awesome it's it's great that like even outside of punk and hardcore there there are so many um different people and musicians and bands coming out um there's like a whole new wave of like uh soul artists Mm -hmm. that are well the internet's broken a lot of shit yeah like as far in in a good way like the music industry I, i would think um and even like we we talked about this on the podcast with some other people um Mark from Veil of Maya and everything talking about just like how other industries just release singles. It's not really like an yeah. album game anymore. You know, it's yeah. just like if you could release singles throughout the year just to stay relevant, that would even be yeah. even better than just doing like, Hey, we're dropping 12 songs, oh, you know, yeah. every two years or something. Oh but, dude. Yeah. Our label, our, uh, Central Media was not happy when I told them, Oh, there's, uh, three songs that are over 10 minutes long. <laughs> and they're like, what? We can't put that. We can't use any of those for singles. I'm like, yeah, we're not that band dog. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you know, that's it. That's what it is. Like we got, you know, two songs that are under two and a half minutes or under three and a half minutes, um, which is still weird for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the 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 industry is definitely like EP driven, and because people's attention spans aren't, you know, what they used to be, I yeah. guess. But when I listen to a record, like I hate listening to one song. Like Drab Majesty just put out a song, and I don't know if you're familiar with them. No, they're like um like a new wavy kind of band. I saw them on accident. I went to go see King Dude. I don't know if you know who that is. No. Oh well. <laughs> Not punk or hardcore related. <laughs> um, King Dude actually used to be in a band called Book of Black Earth. That was a metal band. But um, then he did. He's like a imagine like a dark Johnny Cash type okay. thing. But yeah, when you when you said like modern, new wave, I kind of yeah. But I, I well, Drive Majesty's like very new wavy, kind of like uh like what you would listen if if you were watching like an '80s movie and they were in like a club of some sort, like a dark club. I, don't know. I feel you. Um, but awesome band. Um, accidentally saw them, and then anyway, they put up a new song. 
And it's like, I don't want to listen to one song. Like, I want to listen to the whole record front to back because I want to know how, I want to know how this thing moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's another good thing about albums too. Yeah. Like that, I, I'm the opposite of an EP person. I'm never going to listen, like the weekend put out an EP and I listen to it maybe five times, but like, I want to listen to a whole record. I don't want to listen to five songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's just me, I guess. I, I guess that's one of the things too that might change going forward. Just like, like I was saying with, with just the singles and, and, you know, releasing singles throughout the year instead, but yeah. you will miss out on like those albums that are, um, God, what do they call those? Like Trainwreck is one of them, and Kendrick Lamar's Good Sid, Mad Kitty is uh, good concept kid. records. Yeah, concept albums. Yeah. Those concept albums you'll miss out on just because you know. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be hard to take that in one song at a time. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah um, cool. so who you listen to now, and is there anything else you want to plug out, or who should we be looking looking out for yeah. on the up and come up? Um, I mean, definitely some friends bands because you know they're plug amazing. away. Um, and two things that I've listened to a lot. We just played shows with them. Uh, a band called Sigils, um, from New York and a band called Sunrot from New Jersey. Both two of the fucking coolest bands that I've ever had a chance to like listen to or watch or be friends with or whatever. Um, just amazing people, amazing bands, do me. Um, Sunrot's a little more on the noisy side. Uh, very well done. Sigils more sounds kind of like wind handish, um, little different, but just really big fucking songs, mm-hmm. uh, big sounds, everything. Um, who were you playing with last night? The band right before you with all the equipment. I don't want to fuck up their name. Great band, good dudes. You, is it, is Uman, this... uh, Uman, I don't know. Fuck. Uman, yeah, they, I looked it up and it was some fucking weird name. Now that you're saying it, yeah, I'll have um, to text Uman, it. Uman, I don't know. They were, they were, they were pretty good though. Yeah. They remind me of Giant a little bit or Brave Young a little bit. Um, it's all instrumental. I didn't yeah, catch all of it. Yeah. Just like, the very ca- last couple songs, but it's all instrumental. That was cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, are you guys playing, are, do you, are you playing with them regularly or is that just, we like, play with today? them a few times. We play with them a few times for sure. Um, I think last time we played in Jacksonville, we, they played the show. That was that. Um, are they from like Florida or? They, yeah, they're from Jacksonville. They're from here. They're from here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know um, a lot. Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> you gotta get out. Hang out at Rain Dogs. You'll be good. I hang out um, at Rain Dogs. What the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's, this is a lot of cool stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I listen to so many different genres of music. Like, I've been really into like country stuff and soul stuff. Like, um, my buddy, actually, fr- he's from Jacksonville. His name's Josh Card. He started doing like a country thing and that's awesome. Um, but, um, yeah. There's um some soul dudes. This dude Lee Fields, older cat, amazing. He had a record called out uh called Best Night of My Life or like the best. Mm-hmm. No, what was it? Special Night? I don't know. Something great record. Um, I think that uh I listened to that Jesus Peace record, that last one that mm-hmm, came out, mm-hmm. fucking insane. That dude's voice is nuts. Um, how else? do you feel about like uh are you do you fuck with Knock Loose? No, kind of I mean, I've read, I think I heard little bits. I've read an interview. <clears throat> they seem to be know, like just, the big, big thing right now, or the yeah. coming up thing. I, I just, I, I got, I, I felt nothing to draw me to it. I mean, I'm sure they're a great band, but I just, you know, something has to be really, you know, there's something that needs to be something that's going to draw me to it. I know those dudes play in, or one of the dudes plays in Inclination, mm-hmm. who's probably the best straight edge band running right now. Um, and I think, 
Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out like um from that area. Wrist meets razor. They're on tour with Sea Space Cowboy. Sea Space Cowboy or some buds. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. Name something. Let's ooh do like a fire round. And just oh, name it. I had I some know. of these fucking picked it's out. Always, yesterday, it's always real dude. fun. And I wanted, and I was thinking because I thought of one that you probably weren't gonna be about too. I, I like talking about those. I try to, you know, when it's in a. When other people are gonna see it, I can't really. All right, well then we'll just do like a fi- it, yeah. yeah, we'll do a fire round real quick. I'll try to like just grasp. Who's it. your favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan? Mine. Yeah, Method Man. Okay, it's kind of a boring answer, but how I'll can take it be a boring answer? Because he's like he's like the showman. He's like the pretty one. He's like the well, the, that's what I'm about. You know, the pretty showman guy. I hear you. I hear you. That's why you're here, right? Oh no. <laughs> um, I mean, who's your favorite? Ghostface. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was ODB. Well, I mean, come on, I that, that I. Yeah, I was doing living. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, you know, but um, yeah, I think Ghostface because every single one of his records is amazing. Like, there's there's no he doesn't have a bad record when he does records with like live bands. Um, it's like thirty six seasons. Amazing. Yeah. Um, did you see them on tour? They're on tour now for their like twenty fifth anniversary. No, I don't think that that didn't come down south. I don't think. Um, they did it here right. la- a couple months ago. Oh and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Saint Augustine. Yeah, I was trying to go to that, and then I forgot it happened. They had it's just uh, five hours away. So of course, yeah, it's not yeah. like down the street. Yeah. But um, they had ODB's son. Yeah, he's like taking his which is, place, which is cool. It's weird, but it's, it's weird. Cool. He looks almost like it's kind of. He looks just like him, like if he was a little younger than ever. Yeah. Um, he does a good job. I don't think they necessarily need to do that. But it's cool. It's it is, cool that he gets to, you know, experience that. I feel that the same and, way. You know. It's cool. And he was like also a, gimmicky a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. And, I mean, and, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm, I feel certain ways about it. Not necessarily bad, just kind of weird. Get it while you get it. Get it how yeah, you get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but Ghostface is my favorite. Like, you know, all of his, he, he, he has the best, most ridiculous lines mm-hmm. in songs. Um, I put on the ice cream video at work the other day. And it was a whole fun experience because I work. Are you with introducing like, with the, yeah? Are you introducing them to? Uh, I don't because we have, we listen to Pandora at work, and um, they always like one of the doctors puts on the shittiest pop country. I'm like, and I sneak in like real country. I'll put on like the Wayland Station. And yeah. It'll play some cool stuff, and then she'll put it back. And then um, one of the techs listens to like white boy reggae shit, and it's just like oh, oh dirty heads and all that good shit. Yeah. I'm yeah. So like, uh, let's do the fire round. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What's I like Sublime a lot, but that's just, yeah. that's like one of the earlier. Funny story. I hated Sublime when they first came out and for years and years and years. And then now we're looking at the, back at the vet store or the vet, the vet place. You oh, no, no, no. Looking back, it. like I'm like, okay, Sublime is better than the pop music from then is better than the pop music now. And I'm, I'm okay with it. It also reminds me of being a little kid because one of my, like a bunch of my good friends used to listen to them a lot. Yeah. Um, one of my friends that, he used to love them, just died recently, like last week. So that's sad. So R.I.P. Travis. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't like it. So, yeah, so let me, uh, let me give you a fire round. I'll try to do some bands from back in your heyday. Okay. Just because, uh, one of the, actually, one of the questions we were going to ask you or we were, we were wanting to ask you, which I'll do right now, was, uh, a lot of those bands from that era, uh, only like a handful of them are still, you know, yeah. piling through and making headway. Is that something, like, did you ever notice that? Like, the, and by me saying that, I'd say, like, bands, like, Every Time I Die, mm-hmm. uh, I would say Poison Well, but they're not really fucking yeah. doing much any, anymore. Um, but bands like 
Every Time I Die and other bands that are that were around like Unearth and all that other shit way mm-hmm. back in the day. Did you ever feel like yeah these guys could continue on for this long or yeah I mean if you can do it fuck it like um like Unearth still putting out awesome records Every Time I Die still puts out consistently good records like I don't, I'm 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 unfamiliar with those uh, the newer a lot of yeah, I mean, I think Last Night in Town was one of the greatest things that ever happened to music, especially like aggressive music. It definitely shuffled um, shit up. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I think fucking 10, 10, 11, 10 heater. Yeah. Um, even the one after that, Hot Damn. Hot Damn. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of, you know, got into other things. Um, well, they, they changed a little bit too yeah. after that, but I mean. I've heard that the newer records, like people are like, oh, you should check them out. I'm like, yeah, I will one day. There's yeah. so many other, there's so much music going on at all times that like, it's hard to stay up on everything. Yeah. Even bands that um, are putting out albums every two, three years, it's still yeah. like, there's a fuckload of other shit coming yeah. out too. Uh, I know Between the Buried and Me still doing it and that's awesome. Like they're, um, that was one that surprised me. They're like, yeah, that, that a band that sounds that inaccessible can be so huge. Yeah. But they've just created their own, like niche. Yeah, they found a niche like, and they're riding it. Yeah. Like, and they got we, in with our, like those mega tours yeah. and shit like Megadeth and all that other shit. And those our big second, our RN second tour was with them and it was watching them every night was just like, what the fuck is going on? Who are these aliens? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sp- speaking of people that know music theory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super talented. Like over the top. Like again, I'm unfamiliar with most of like their late, the later half of their catalog. But like the first few records were just like oh, it just gets crazier, bonkers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? someone. I think one of somebody put it on the van the other day, and I was like, this is wild. Like, like I'm, I'm like my attention span can't keep up for a lot of that stuff. Honestly, yeah. those are also those records that you need to listen to from front to back. Yeah, 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 yeah like those are the records definitely do more justice that way than yeah. one song. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Who else? Is, who else is? Well, yeah, Unbroken yeah, Wings yeah. isn't really around anymore. Well, um, we just they played that Marshall Pause thing. Yeah, and their last record was awesome. Like. And I don't listen to like mosh music. They were the only, they were the one band that I was just like, yo, this is fucking, like, it's completely ignorant. Like, yeah. amazing. Um, they, that was my favorite band that played that day. And Who were your favorite bands to play with? Like, back on that little. I'll tell you what. Our first, RN's first tour was with a band called Suicide Note on Ferret. And. That's the band. That's yeah. the other band that they were, not, not Scarlet. I shouldn't say that. Okay. Suicide, Suicide yeah. Note was the other band. It sounds like Black Flag and Converge. The first record sounds like Black Flag yeah. and Converge made a super group. And <laughs> our first tour was with them ever. And I wish I paid more attention, um, to them on that tour. I mean, I watched it every night, but like I didn't really get it until years later. Uh, but that, that, I think it's called You're Not Looking So Good. Mm hmm. And the, rec- the EP before that, even the records after that, they were more like noise rock, were awesome. But this one in particular, the one that was unfair, it was just fucking flooring. But um, uh, my top like, you know, say five yeah, was definitely handful. them, Ramala. Who the fuck did we tour with? We tour with everybody. Um, Terror, the Acacia Strain, who I wasn't a fan of when we toured them, but when the Death is the only mortal record came out. Mm-hmm. I listened to it. Oh no, sorry. No, I saw them. They were on tour with every time I die actually and went, uh, we went to go see Vincent and them and, uh, saw them and it's something clicked. I was like, this band is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and their newer records I love way more. That last one they put out, um, was insane. Uh, more so, uh, you know, I just think they, they figured out how they wanted to sound or, you know, different members obviously, but, um, their newer records are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I got one for you. I can shoot you. Go ahead. Asley dying. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this. I mean, I, it's up to you. They we just, tore them once too. They just um, did. They just released that 
like little yeah. epi- mini episode those dudes, thing. Those are the nicest fucking dudes, except for the singer <clears throat> who was never nice to us. And his wife was on that tour actually, and like she just seemed not fucking happy. Um, I don't know if we should talk about this. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but um, I was I, I never got into that like style of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dudes were super nice. And, From what I've you know, gauged, and I've asked a I couple people, that's usually what happens. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's been everyone's nice. Tim yeah. is just kind of. I, that's the thing. Like I, you know, I'm not the authority on who should do what or whatever. <laughs> it's fucking weird that people are like, oh yeah, no, this is it's, it's totally good. fine. It's totally it's fine. Good. Let's just let let let's still be a fan, even though this guy did really problematic, shitty, terrible yeah. shit. Like out of everything, there's only been. Out of everything that's happened in like the musical yeah. world, as far as like when people do some outlandish wild ass shit, there's two things. There's been two people that have like really like whoa, what the fuck. Tim was one of them with his situation, yeah. and the other one was the uh, lead singer of Lost Prophets. I don't know if you. Oh yeah. His fucking his is a way worse situation. Yeah. But like that was like what the fuck. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. then to see like and this is my own personal shit and it has nothing to do with like anybody else. But then to see everyone come back with like open arms or just like. They, I think they just forgot. I think there's so yeah. much shit going on on social media and so much shit going on in the world that people just forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like three years or four years goes by and if you don't hear about something for so long. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, though, As I Dying's back. So I remember they sold out their show here. And a lot of people here were like, yeah, they just haven't been around in a while. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah you want to know why? <laughs> yeah. And they forgot all about it, you know? Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I just ask you because they know. put out... they. They just recently put out some mini series or some shit like where they're dealing with like they're talking it. Through yeah, it's like bro, shit. y'all aren't Metallica. You don't need some some kind of monster shit. Like, yeah. and that was already embarrassing for Metallica, I'd imagine. But like, you don't, you're not, you're not there. You don't need like, just the filming no of it. That. Like, that's, someone had to film Tim making coffee. You know what I'm saying? Like, someone yeah. filmed Tim making coffee, and then yeah. he just overdubbed his script on top of it. It was just strange. Yeah, like I, to each his own, I should say too. Yeah. Get it I just know that it. like that, that like. Even on that tour, I was not a huge fan of any of the bands. The, the tour we did with them was just like a metal, metal tour. And like, it was weird. It was good for us because, you know, we brought a lot of people to us, I guess. But, um, it was just weird because like, it was like metal-ish. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to, you know, I'm not yeah. a big fan of like solos and blah, 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 yeah. all kinds of, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that they have a career now is wild. I mean, the the musicians in the band deserve to you know all the best yeah things. I always felt bad about always, I always felt bad about the other guys yeah I don't necessarily think that people should necessarily there there should definitely be some kind of accountability process or whatever yeah he went to prison for five fucking minutes yeah it was, <laughs> wasn't long it didn't like, seem long bro you got a wife and kids like yeah. well he's got a new girl now yeah I don't, I don't care. there's a lot of things that he's done that are kind of questionable I think yeah. there's that are questionable as far as like when he introduced his wife from fucking jail and shit. Oh, I saw that. that <laughs> it's was... just like, come on, man. This is like weird. Yeah. But it's anyway. weird, like fucking metalcore soap opera shit. It's like, I don't got time for that. Like, yeah. TMZ will pick up all of that shit. Exactly. Well, all right, man. Um, yeah, that about wrap Say it up something else. Time. We can't end it like that. I don't want to talk about Asli dying as the Okay. Ending. Okay. Let's talk Think about of anything else. Quick. Um, you were saying that you, you, you in the 90s had pogs with I'm your girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> Via text message, you told me about your girlfriend in the 90s that took all your pogs. Yeah. Oh, was, uh, the girl I lost my virginity to. She, um, <laughs> she kept all the pogs. And we, we had Simpsons pogs that we collected together. And then she just kind of absorbed them. And then years later, I wanted them back for some stupid fucking reason. And she basically said, you know, you got to 
you know, you got to throw me the dick if you want to get these pogs back. And <laughs> I was dick like, down? how bad you want these? How bad you want these pogs? That's pretty much what she said. And I was like, ah, okay, fine. Keep them. Like, no, no, like, are you a big Simpsons like guy? Are you a Simpsons? Be, yeah, okay. definitely. I mean, not so much anymore. I'm, uh, I'm bad at TV. I'm still trying to get, I'm trying to get through like the Twilight Zone and there's like five fucking seasons. Oh, you're like, like watching 30. like the old, old school yeah. or the new school one? Yeah, old one. Um, so I'm trying to get through all that and I just finished up the Sanford and Son. I love old shit. Like, old did you shows. watch the Sanford and Son like live thing? They just, was, was it the Jeffersons? Oh no! I heard some, about Woody that. Harrelson yeah. did some shit where he they played like they did like some throwback okay. two TV shows. Yeah, no, I, I heard about that. I didn't watch it. Sanford, it might have been Sanford so, and the Jeffersons. I think it was the Jeffersons and All in the Family. Yeah, I think. Did they ever live next door to each other, but like on different shows? I think they coexisted in the same neighborhood or universe. something. Yeah, I believe. I so, know. so you're not up to date with like you don't watch TV? Like you're not a big TV guy right now, or a current TV guy, I should say. I just don't. I don't. I don't have time to like. If I'm watching TV, I'm watching stand-up comedy. Ooh, or, who's your who's your guys? Who's your guys or to... girls? I should say. There's a lot of women. Yeah, in comedy Netflix now. has so many awesome comedians. There was a show that was like different areas, and I think I just got through the first episode. That was awesome. Oh, like comedians around the world. Yeah, I think so. But um Eliza, I don't know I can't remember her last name. I know you're talking about she's from uh is she she's like the mixed chick or the black chick? She's no. like Archer? No, she's like as white as they come. But um Blonde hair girl. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. Start to finish. Like she reminds me of like a little bit of like that Dane Cook kind of like silly, loud noises and stuff, but like dialed back to where it's not corny mm-hmm. and just hilarious but she has like five fucking specials on it and everyone is awesome um there's a one dude he's like kind of dark but like his first uh jezel nick yeah yeah anthony yeah. my landlord yeah guy. yeah he's a, he's a little much for me he's dry um, he's pretty dry yeah. i, I, I haven't seen his new one yet his new one's okay that the first one that was on netflix it was like i watched it and i was like this is corny as fuck <laughs> and then i watched it again for some stupid reason and I was like, all right, I get it. It's still weird. It sounds a little forced. Um, but yeah, no, I like that one. And do you, uh, Tom Segura? Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, do you, do you fucking fuck with like Joe Rogan? No, he's weird. Like, yeah. I'm, like a lot of his ideas are okay. Um, and by that, I should say, like, th- I found out a lot. I found a lot of comedians through his podcast. Mm-hmm. So his like homeboys, like Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer and Ari Shafir and yeah. all those other like endless names of people that he hangs out with on a regular basis. But, yeah. yeah, that's uh, what I was gonna ask. But yeah, not, I, I like Michael. Like Have you ever seen Michael Shea's? Uh, Michael Che. Uh, he's from Saturday Night Live. He has uh, some a couple stand ups. Really funny. He reminds me of Hannibal Burrs, but not. Hannibal Burst. <laughs> Hannibal for me is kind of like I love him so much. He's gone down for me though. Oh, I don't he, know. Just... It, it was so much better. I, I think his older stuff was much better. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think I, mean, I like Hannibal Burst. Never going to exist again. You know no, what I'm I saying? Know. I agree. So that's right Agreed. out of the box. No more Richard Pryor's. It's not going to happen. Plus, you can't really have Eddie Murphy's anymore because you watching those two stand ups. You're just like cringing the whole time. They're, I mean, they're, you know. Are you talking about the content is just so out yes. there? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that shit did not age well. Like, you can't say 90% of A lot of, of shit in comedy doesn't age well. Are you on many 90s movies say like faggot and stuff? Oh, a lot. And like, it's like, you can't, like, in these movies that like we, you know, grow up loving and stuff, like Bill and Ted uh, goes to hell or, or the bogus journey or whatever. Like, oh, I'm wow. pretty sure they like drop F bombs and stuff in there and like, just like, it's just like, well, you can't say that. <laughs> Like, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the world has changed, yeah. but like still it's like, I know internally, like you can't, 
Like how do how do we think this was okay at any point? Well, didn't wasn't Tom Tom Segura? Didn't he do the retarded? He had like the retarded thing in his. Yeah, that's still a gray area where people <laughs> will talk about like yeah, you can't say you can't say you know that, but a lot of you know that, that we're still figuring that hump to get over. Yeah. So the, uh, in in ten years, I think it's going to be um a, a very much a blacklisted word. More it 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 is more so than certain, now. Yeah, definitely. Like you know, and rightfully so. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I didn't know you were into comedy like that. That's cool. We yeah, could have been, we, like could have, we could have done that earlier on, man. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big guy on, on comedy. You probably get a lot more comedians coming down to your area. I don't, I don't, I'm out of the loop as far as that kind of stuff goes. So I don't know. You don't go to like the comedies. I would love to. I saw Dave Coulier once. Oh, nice. That was awesome. <laughs> he did that, obviously. <laughs> um, I saw, who did I see? I saw Hannibal before and I, I saw Hannibal, him. uh, in Savannah. He was shooting Baywatch and did like oh. a last minute nice. like surprise show. So we drove up there and saw him, but nice. that's nice. the only time I've seen him. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, comedy school is just, you know, you get to exist in someone else's world for an hour and, you know, I'm either literally I'm watching documentaries or, you know, stand up most of the time. Yeah. The thing I was going to ask you earlier about like comedy just because like, you know, certain your, we were talking about your like your opinionated, issue blah 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 um but it was something like i'm trying to remember what i was going to ask you uh kind of like uh stereotypes mm-hmm. where we were talking about like you know ethnicities and races and all that shit like that um i was going to ask you you know because comedy is also a good is comedy is good because you can laugh at the issues and mm-hmm. laugh at problems and stuff like that and it was just one of those things like how it relate, how, how like it would relate to like, you know, in your perfect world, would you be able to like joke about these things and stuff like that? Cause joking about it also, you know, sheds well, light and brings attention and yeah, this I mean, or the other. A lot of jokes, like we, like we said mentioned earlier. I shouldn't like, say derogatory jokes. I shouldn't oh, say okay. like, yeah, to harm anybody or to make fun of someone in particular, but like, you know, I, I don't want to, whatever, like Asian women can't drive or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of yeah. like, LOL jokes. Yeah. I mean, it, I really like watching comics that, uh, um, that aren't white men. Like, yeah. I like watching Hassan Minaj. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has a, I think he has a stand up <clears throat> as a dude from the daily, uh, daily show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's cool to see comedy from their perspectives because, they are seeing it as, you know, a white person making jokes about other ethnicities or, um, a white man making jokes. I shouldn't jokes say, at, I should uh, also say, know. those aren't my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, I, I watch, I like watching ethnic comics talk yeah. about white people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, those are like my favorites to watch. Um, because it's, it's so funny seeing it from the other side. Um, there's one comic and I forgot his name. And he doesn't have like a special on on Netflix or anything, but you can find pieces of it on um, YouTube. And he had like a Bin Laden joke, <laughs> and he was a Muslim. I'm sure he still is. Um, and he just had a joke about it that was so well done. And he made he talk, and he had a joke about um, reverse racism, also. And it was just like I don't. If you look up um, Muslim. Reverse racism, whatever, you know, comedian, it'll show up. I forgot yeah. his name. Um, like I said, he didn't have, like, I don't, I've never seen like a full special, but hilarious. 
So watch that. I, fuck, I feel like a dickhead not remembering his name. There was a guy on that Comedians of the World. I don't know if you've seen this one yet, but there's like a guy from South Africa because mm. they they go to South Africa and you know their comics or they film their comics or some shit. Yeah. He had a really funny one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't live in South Africa or nothing like yeah. that, but you know it's just fucking. Oh, dude from the Daily Show, um, Trevor. Trevor? Noah. Yeah, yeah. He has like <clears throat> two up that are awesome. That are really funny. Those are like you know big big time deals. But um, yeah, I grew up I grew up watching like Chris Rock. Yeah, and so like yeah. that was always like oh uh. What's Donald Glover? Mm-hmm. Have you seen his? His stand-up? Yeah. I did. I didn't like it. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Oh, we're right. talking about the one on Netflix from a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just a little strange. Oh, so funny. When he's doing I, have to, like, look, I have to go back and look. but Yeah, probably a few things on there he, that probably don't didn't age well. Didn't age well. well. <laughs> Even though it wasn't that long ago, but still great. Like The climate, changed rap- the climate yeah. changes rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, well dope, man. I appreciate you coming on. I know we've been, we've been running almost... That's like six hours. hours. Yeah, almost two hours. Damn. Oh shit. Uh, but yeah, cool. It was great having you on. And you, obviously, I mean, you frequent Jacksonville Sun. Yeah. So next time you're yeah. on, we'll we'll go take a new we'll dip in the, the float tank. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. No problem, man. It was good oh, having you. Damn dog. Oh, we're shaking. Oh, we already did this we off camera, so I guess we could do it on camera now, my huh? Dog is uh, sleeping in her cage, oddly enough. Yeah, she's like, yo, y'all are boring <laughs> as fuck. I'm out. <laughs> well, I hit her bone. Yeah. She kept like, oh, on the bone, so I hit her bone. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.